Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show. No jank this week. He's off uh, gallivanting around uh, Oregon, or no, Washington, right? Up in Washington. With the yeah. other janks. But uh, Tuffy's here. Hey, Tuffy. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready for this, uh, This the pressure to perform here with no jank. Yeah, that's what you are saying right before the show, that you're nervous without that. Because when Jank's here, he he takes the heavy load, you know, and then you just chime in. Yeah, he, he puts games together. He reviews yeah, movies. That's right. He actually does things that he can report what, back on. What did you prepare for the show, Tuffy? Uh, well, I got SmackDown on right now, so I can oh, uh, right. give a live report about 45 well, minutes behind. Well, you did pick the movie for tonight. Uh, Tuffy selected a fine film called Super Chick from 1973, yeah. and we'll be discussing that later. I've also prepared some uh, conspiracy segments, if we have time, uh, a couple things we can discuss. I'm sure we'll have time. And uh, I also booked a very special guest, but he is not here yet. I think yeah. he just arrived. So how about that? So ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to even introduce him. We'll just bring him on, and uh, everyone's very excited to have him back on the show. Caller in the 702 area code. What's your name is, Caller? <coughs> Hello. Yes, Caller. Yeah, it's Ed. Oh, it's the Ed. Yes, that's right. <laughs> what do you mean? What happened? No, you're the very special guest we booked for this evening. Hey, the Ed, it's just me and Tuffy tonight. Jank's not here. Where are you? Uh, he's up in uh, Washington, the Seattle area. D.C. or the state? The state. Yeah, he must be white then. Black people yeah. go to D.C. White people <laughs> go to the state. Tank is white, yes. Uh, but the Ed, thanks for joining us today. The Ed, I'm, I'm playing hurt. I'm playing hurt today. The Ed, I had two teeth ripped out of my skull today. Your cat got you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> my lower left wisdom tooth grew into my back molar, and they eventually cracked. And they've been cracked and uh, busted for like a year, and I just kept putting it off. So I'm like, all right, I'll finally uh, get them taken care of. But it was a uh, it was a process that started like back in September, and I finally got there today. Well, that really pisses me off. Yeah. Because why didn't you go to the store and get some emergent teeth? Well, they, <laughs> I, I didn't have room for them until I get these teeth ripped out. Yeah. Well, we could have done that, man. Chisel. Yeah, it was. Have you ever had hey, your teeth removed? You know, I mean, uh, let me tell yeah. you the best way to remove teeth that don't want to come out. Okay. 
You get one of those great big old Tootsie Rolls and put it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. And just chew, <laughs> chew, chew, chew. And then yeah. that old Tootsie Roll will fly right out with the tooth. Hey, did you have your wisdom teeth out yet? You know what? My wisdom teeth have never grown in. Huh. See, I had the, yeah. I had the same problem on my lower right side of my mouth. The wisdom tooth grew into the, the molar and busted it. And I had that taken out about 10 years ago. Well, I was still married at the time. So, yeah, it was like maybe 11 years ago or so. And uh, when I had that done, I just went to the dentist. And they, they looked at it and said, oh, yeah, we can just pull that. And they popped it right out. And I was done. No problem. But uh, for this, I had to go to a dentist. Then I had to go to a consultation. And then I had to go back. And it was three appointments to get this fucking thing taken out. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Really? I yeah. remember I went to dentist one time, and they was talking about something about my teeth, and they said it was, you know, in my jeans. And I was like, now how the hell are my teeth in my jeans? I got my jeans on. Your teeth are in your jeans. And they were but like, bad was... jeans. And I'm like, no, nah, these fit good. But when I was there uh, getting the other one uh, ripped out 10, 11 years ago, I remember sitting yeah. in the chair, and I could hear someone screaming from the next door room. And it was hurting from you getting your teeth pulled? He was he was just howling like a wounded animal. And the uh, the nurse there, the, the dental assistant, whatever, she said, "Hey, uh, don't worry. Uh, he's uh, it's all right. He, he's getting his wisdom teeth out, and he waited a little late in life, like he's in his forties, and it can be more trouble then." And I was thinking, "Oh, what a sap!" Getting his teeth out his forties. Now here I am in my mid forties getting my wisdom teeth out. Yeah, so I figured <laughs> I'm gonna be screaming. But no, Jeez, it was nothing. Christ. Well, I'll be. Almost seventy something before my wisdom teeth come uh, in. They they just and you know what? If they wait that damn long, guess what? I'm not doing that. That's silly. Yeah, that'd be funny if your wisdom teeth come in at like you're like seventy three or something. But uh, yeah, they just numbed me up. I didn't go under. Like a lot of people go under. Like there was a lady who was uh, who was uh, who came in after me in the waiting room, and she was all loopy. Her husband had to like walk her around. I guess she. Uh, they gave her some uh, pills to make her loopy first because they offered me if I wanted pills to make me loopy. And I said, nah, that's all right. They should have got them. And then, uh, and then they didn't put me under. They just numbed me up. And then no pain pills afterwards either yet because I'm rugged. Man, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. I'm a tough Western PA boy, a hockey player. That's what we do. <laughs> Not like these soft Christ. Indiana kids. Yeah, Indiana's tough. We mowed, we use tractors and everything. But how you doing, Ed? Because you uh, you said you had a big week down in Dallas. You're telling me. Oh right? man, well I ain't tell you. First of all, I went to Vegas. Then I came back to Arizona. This is all since October. Let me tell you my schedule since October 19th. Oh, he has a schedule. October 19th, I wake up in Arizona. Got to drive to Las Vegas. Had my wedding October 23rd. Then, on Monday, drove back to Arizona. (laughs) Then, on Wednesday, the 27th, me and the doctor, we was going to go to Atlantic City in New York. And, uh, because Caesar Palace gave me a free trip. So we go to Atlantic City. Then we stay there. Then we call some people in New York, called Little Jay, called a couple people. 
But they all said, man, you want to stay away from New York. Everything's closed and all this shit. So I was like, all right, well, we stay in Atlantic City till November 1st. So then that Monday, we fly back to uh, Arizona. Then the next Wednesday, November 3rd, I go to Las Vegas. Then on November 6th, Saturday, the Canelo fight with Caleb Plant. I drove all the way back to Arizona. Then Monday on the 8th, me and all my buddies went to Dallas, and we all just got back last night. Why'd you go to Dallas? Smoke cigars. You couldn't do that in Arizona? (laughs) Well, we had a special trip with a bunch of fellas, me and the Rayhound. Oh. A bunch of other guys, we all went. But, man, this was a crazy, crazy trip. Let me uh, compare your schedule to my schedule, because uh, February 17th, 1975, I woke up in Greensburg, PA, and Mm -hmm. then um, today, November 12th, 2021, I woke up in Greensburg, PA. Man, I got Farmer John sausages in my freezer. (laughs) Didn't even know it. (laughs) Wow. What a pleasant surprise that is, finding sausage in your freezer. Now, you and the boys get on to Dallas to smoke some cigars, and yeah, so uh, I hear tell you what happened. Oh, now, okay. let me tell you the story. So, I wake up, and first off, the doctor was supposed to drive me to the airport. My plane leaves at 9, 10 a.m. So, she tells me the, ne- the night before, all right, I'll take you to the airport. Make sure you're up about 6.30 so we can get over there. I'm like, all right. Next morning comes 6.30. I wake up. She don't feel like driving me. So, Wait, she's sick or she just doesn't nah, feel like it? just tired. Oh. I wore it out the night before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so instead of being angry, you take it as a compliment, you know? Oh, yeah. So she goes, I'll, I'll call Uber. And I'll get you an Uber over there. And then she made me download the app on Uber because she said I'm going to need that while I'm in Texas. Yeah. So I had to download that. I had it before, but I didn't really use it that much. Well, didn't you used to drive Uber? No. No, no, you got to deliver pizza. Didn't he drive Uber? I thought so. I mean, I know Michigan Frank. Is it Michigan Frank did? And Todd Teacher. Both of them did. And Todd Teacher? Yeah. Nah, I ain't do that. I, mean, I feel like I the thought about it. picked up people off the street without going to the <laughs> Yeah, but. I did that. I I told people I was Uber and then and told <laughs> them it's a cash ride. Yeah. But, uh, All right. so she calls Uber on her little phone. My house is 22 minutes away from the airport. This motherfucking Uber said $94. Holy hell. So she said, hold on. We got to wait a few minutes. It'll go down. The price will go down. And I'm like, I ain't got all goddamn day. I got to go catch a plane. So we wait like 20 minutes. The price went down to $29. (laughs) (laughs) So it must have been what you call one of them splurge prices. People were splurging. Yeah. And uh, so then... I, so so this fella comes up in a car, and he's like, 
Ed? I'm like, yeah, it's me. So I get in the car. What the fuck else did he think he was picking up? I'm the only motherfucker in my whole street staring out front with a suitcase. Oh, well, he has to <laughs> confirm it, you know. What? I'm, I think the fucking suitcase confirms that I'm fucking waiting to go to goddamn airport. Could have been someone else going on a trip. So, yeah. They could have run so into then, someone like or who was just waiting out with a uh, suitcase and took a free Uber. Yeah. Well, maybe so. So I get in. He goes, you got a mask? I'm like, oh, yeah, hold on. So I had to get my mask out of my pocket. And... uh we was driving, and we got up to the stoplight. I said, hey, man, we got to turn back around. This mask dirty. I need a clean one. <laughs> so we had to drive all the way back to my house. I had to get out, go unlock the door, and get a clean mask. Because this one was dirty. It was in my pocket all night. <laughs> and uh, so I come back, put my mask on. Then we get back in Uber. So <clears throat> we're riding along. He's like, so where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to Dallas. He's like, for what? I'm like, damn, motherfucker, you're asking a lot of shit, yeah. ain't you? None of your fucking yeah. business. I'm like, man, I'm like, what? I said, listen, I'm telling you, man, I said, I go, my kids are home with guns, so don't be trying to rob my house and shit. This <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker asking how long I'm gone for and everything. I'm like, oh, so you can just fucking rob my shit? Well, he's just making small talk, just being polite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I get to the airport about seven. Uh, 45, something like that. <clears throat> so my plane leaves at 9.10. So I go through because I got the TSA clearance. I ain't got to stand in line no more. Hmm. So you just go there, and you tell them your name, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're on the list. Go right through. So I was in by 8 o'clock, so there's an hour before my flight. So I go into the goddamn gift shop, get a Bag of M&M's was six ninety nine. Bag oh, of fucking uh, Snickers was six ninety nine. Lifesavers was three ninety nine. Oh, Coke was four ninety nine. Yeah. So, but the bag of M&M's was like the big jolly size bag, the fun size bag, you know, kind of like not the regular bag, but the bigger bag. King size. Yeah, huh? fun size usually means it's smaller. Yeah, fun size is smaller. King size or share size, now they might call yeah, them. Yeah, share size, share size, yeah. <clears throat> That's what I got. So I got that. I got M&M's, Snickers, Lifesavers, pack of gum, and I got a Coke. So you got to wash it down. So I go in there, and... The lady in front of me, she's buying her stuff. This bitch thinks she's all fancy. She's trying to, like, wave her card in front of the machine. She, yeah. Don't, yeah. Want to fucking, she don't want to stick the motherfucker in there. Well, that's that's a new thing. I, I guess they call it well, tapping. Well, guess what? Right? Tapping or tap card or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this bitch ain't had it because her phone wasn't tapping. Yeah. <laughs> and so her phone or there, her card? I don't know what's going on, huh? Her, her phone card. or her card? Her card. Yeah. You know, the cards have the chips with the Wi-Fi in them. Yeah. And she's over there trying to wave her shit. And I look at her. I'm like, look, lady, this ain't a fucking magic show. Just fucking put your goddamn thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> so she turned around and looked at me, and she didn't say nothing. But the black lady at the counter, she gave me that nod like, 
You hear what I'm saying, right? <laughs> you goddamn fucking right. So this bitch got done with her magic show. I walked up and I told the lady, I say, you want to see? I say, want to show you a trick? I'll pull money out of my pocket. Damn. <laughs> So she liked that. She laughed and shit. I said, yeah, all this goddamn fucking magic and all I got some money. And uh, I had $8,000 on me, so she really had her eyes wide open. Is that all? Because <laughs> it was grand. a big knot of money. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we go there, and my plane's leaving at 9, 10 in the morning. Now it's about 8, 30, 8, 40. We're getting ready to fucking onboard passenger the plane. So all of a sudden, they say, ladies and gentlemen, we have a slight problem. The uh, internet is down in the whole airport. A transformer bust, busted or some shit. So the whole fucking Phoenix airport had no goddamn internet. Oh, no. It's they almost said, like it's 1984. <laughs> you have to go back when you're a kid. <laughs> well, check this out. They said, if you can board the plane... If you have a paper ticket, if you have, or if you've already, you know, screenshotted your your pass thing on your phone, your Do they even pass. give paper tickets anymore? Hold on. So, they said if you don't have it, then you cannot board the flight. They said everybody, this flight was full. They said 186 people were going to be on this flight. They said, if you have a paper ticket, please come to the front. So me and two other people came up front. Because <laughs> I don't trust that electronical shit. For so, exactly this reason. For cases exactly, exactly like this. Guess what? Guess who was the smart motherfucker this time? Yeah. So they let us three get on the plane. Then a couple other people start trickling on. So there's about... 60 people on the plane. The other 120 don't have their passport to get on or, or their ticket. So the, the 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 lady who runs the plane, the service lady brings a drink. She goes, uh, yeah, we're probably, we're not going to have a full flight. She goes, it looks like we're going to be taking off in a minute. And you guys just, you know, you each get a whole row or whatever. So I had a whole goddamn row to myself. So I'm happy as shit. Take your pants off. All of a sudden. Stretch no, out. no, no. All of a sudden, we're getting ready. Looks like we're getting ready to take off. They go, hold on. The power's coming back on. The internet's coming back on. We're going to have to let everybody else back mm-hmm. on. <laughs> so, my plane was supposed to leave at 9.10. Now, it's 10.15. <laughs> and my plane has not took off yet. And I'm supposed to meet these other people in Dallas so we can all go to the first cigar shop we're supposed to go to because everybody gets in around the same time, about 12.20. So now I'm scheduled to get in at 1.20. So, and I can't tell nobody. I'm just on the goddamn plane because you got to put your phone on fucking uh, 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 airplane mode. Airplane mode don't do shit. <laughs> I can't hear the pilot. I can't call nobody. I can't do nothing. 
So I'm stuck. Sitting at the gates, though. You could turn your phone back on. No, they said put it in airplane mode when you get on the plane. Because you don't want to be interfering with the, the people while they're, you know, conducting the aircraft, man. Yeah, yeah but if they just shit. told you the plane's not leaving for a while. Once you get in that plane, your phone has to be on airplane mode. I don't think it does. That's what they say. They don't check your so, phone. Well, if it rang, guess what? Your ass going to go to jail. <laughs> I don't think you're going to go to jail for it. <laughs> Who knows these days? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> so... Next thing I know, all these people start fucking coming on a goddamn plane. I'm about eight rows back. Got my own row, you know, and got my backpack sitting on the middle seat. And, uh, you know, got my candy all spread out, everything, man. I mean, a whole nice thing going. This bitch comes on the intercom. Ladies and gentlemen, please clear your middle seats with backpacks. <laughs> so I'm looking around. I'm like, how is she talking to me? Jesus fucking Christ. So I got to fucking scoop up all my candy and put it back in my backpack. Then I, I put the backpack up. Next thing you know, man, this lady sits in the aisle seat. This bitch over I have another down, question. Man. Yeah. You had unpacked all your candy under the seat, but when you take off, you're supposed to have all your stuff stowed away. So wouldn't you have had to put it away before you take off anyways? I don't know. He put the candy on airplane <laughs> mode. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Should have been. But the end, uh, so a lady came and sat in the aisle seat, and how big She's was like three hundred and. She like six three, three hundred and ten, three hundred and twenty pounds at least. It's a big lady. <laughs> yeah. She's on the aisle. Maybe then I got the middle seat, and then I got me. <laughs> so she sits there. She grins at me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, a big bitch. And uh, <laughs> so, next thing you know, about two minutes later, another big girl, not as big, maybe about two fifty, says, "Oh, can I get that middle seat?" I want to Oof. sit with my sister. This <laughs> some shit. Were you like, worried well? about your candy supply at this point? <laughs> well, I knew I didn't have no goddamn where to put it, and I knew these motherfuckers were going to ask for some. So, this big old chick sits there, and get, and I mean. I mean, she was squeezed in that middle seat like goddamn tuna in a goddamn can. <laughs> so I had to raise like you, my armrest up, and the other girl like, had to raise her armrest up. It's like you and five hundred and fifty pounds of lady in that row now. Yeah, yeah. And boy, they was ugly. <laughs> they was something awful. So there was about eight hundred so, pounds in that row. Now I'm down about one seventy-two. <laughs> That's a sh- shot at the Ed's diet. They're taking that. Yeah. So finally they say, All right, we're gonna take off. I mean I don't I don't know how either of these bitches got their seat belts fastened. I didn't even check them. But I, I know good and well they wasn't I know they wasn't fastened in. But I mean where could they go? I mean fuck they ain't got much room on Southwest flight. 
So the plane takes off. We get in the air. So the middle girl starts talking to me. And then uh, then the big girl starts talking. And uh, they would ask me, where am I going? And I go to Dallas. And then they said, oh, yeah, we work in Dallas. And I said, what y'all, professional wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> and the bitch said, yep. I was like, what? <laughs> so the big bitch on the end is a professional wrestler named Andrea the Giant. Well, I think pr- she, she probably pronounces fight- it Andrea. Did she pronounce it Andrea the Giant? Yeah, Andrea the Giant, yeah. Yeah. So she fights in little cards in Texas. Her sister is her manager. Well, what's called Baby name? Dynamite. Baby Dynamite. <laughs> so we're sitting there talking about all this wrestling stuff and how this girl's talking about she wants to get to WWF or AWE. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, shit. I said, I know The Undertaker. <laughs> and then I, I did my Paul Bear for her. I said, oh, uh, nice. Andre the Giants. <laughs> hey, yes. Let me ask you this, yes. What would it sound like if the uh, flight attendant who used the speakerphone did a Paul Bearer imitation? <laughs> the lady who told you to put your candy away, you know, over the loudspeaker on the plane. What if she did a Paul Bearer imitation? She'd be like, "Oh, passengers on this flight, <laughs> oh." Please put your candy away. Please put your backpacks away. Oh. Oh. I was hoping you'd do that same effect you did the first time. It sounded a little different. But that was still good. That was still very good. But, you know, I think the first time you made it sound like you were on a walkie-talkie or something. It was pretty amazing. (laughs) But, all right. So you're sitting next to Andrea the Giant and Baby Dynamite. Yeah. So they had a they had a show to do. Actually, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night they was in Dallas Fort Worth wrestling. I didn't ask for tickets though. I should have. <laughs> but I didn't think of it. So we land, and now I don't know. It's because those two were so much bigger. The plane flew a little bit slower. We didn't arrive till 140 <laughs> in Texas. So we get off the plane. Well, no, we're trying to get off the plane. We don't have a gate yet. It's going to be a couple of minutes. And like, it's going to be a couple of minutes, and then you can get off the plane. You know? So finally, 147, we finally get off the plane. Finally, once I get into the airport, I can turn my phone on and make a call. So, and I seen other motherfuckers breaking the rules. They was on their shit. I told one motherfucker, I was like, dude, you about to get in show me, but hang that motherfucker up. Yeah, pretty sure as soon as you land, you can turn your phone back on. They didn't, they didn't give us permission. Not at all. So I get out there, and I'm trying to call 
the Ray House. He answered the phone. He's like, motherfucker, where are you at? I'm like, man, it's fucking plain, man. I just got in. He's like, we already at the at the cigar lounge. I was like, y'all left me? He's like, yeah, just take an Uber. I'm like, oh, Lord. Here we go with this Uber <laughs> shit again. So uh, he gives me the address. I type it in. Them motherfuckers are $69 to get to where the fuck they're at. Hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I tried to do the trick that the doctor did. Just wait 20 minutes. The price will go down. So I get my bag. 20 minutes later, it's $82. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's like playing the spot like, well, Yeah. There. So I ain't got time to fuck around and wait. So I get this $82 Uber that's 48 minutes away from where these fuckers are. Now, and they, just another quick question. Your Uber app on your phone, does that have the doctor's credit card information in there or yours? Mine. I had to make my own. Why? You didn't think I would have a credit card? That's a rookie mistake. No. You should you should have put it I under thought, her. I thought, you know, you put the doctor's credit card in there. Who cares what it costs? Doctor's paying. Well, I don't, I don't know what hers is. I don't have her credit card. That's a smart move but, on the doctor's part. But we got <laughs> yeah. the same last name now, so it's all mixed in together. Does she yeah. spell uh, capital M, itty bitty I, itty bitty L, itty bitty L, itty bitty capital M-I-L-L-E-R. So do you guys have a joint bank account, or does she have a separate one from you? Uh, we got one together, but I got another one and she got another one. Wow, yeah. A bank I mean, I only put 200000 in that account, but me and her. <laughs> <laughs> but she put, I think, like maybe 50000 in it. She got more money than me, though. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out is, you know. I'm going to Google my net worth in about 30 days to see if it went up. So <laughs> we get to the cigar lounge. All my other six buddies are over there, so there's seven of us. We're the Magnificent Seven. That's what people call us. <laughs> I bet no one called you that. <laughs> yeah, they did. They called us the Vegas Magnificent Seven. <laughs> so we go to this first lounge. And uh, we go in there, and they'd already been there for over an hour already, so shit, they was all ready to go. I was like, man, I ain't even smoked no cigar yet. They're like, Ed, you go to the next spot, man. You fucked up. You missed this one. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, they all laughed at me because I'm pulling my luggage and everything. <laughs> like, look at this motherfucker walks in the cigar place with luggage. <laughs> I go, what do you think I'm supposed to do? Leave it at the fucking airport? Which I should have done and had them make me go back and get my shit, but I didn't do that. I was nice. So we go to the we go to the second place. So we, they they got two rental cars, so four of us riding one, three of us riding another. So we go to this other place. It's called Industrial in Frisco, Texas. Frisco is a booming area. Let me tell you. So, oh, I forgot to tell you about, I forgot to spell Andrea the Giant. I told her that I knew a woman wrestler named Super Oprah. Yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> Did she ever wrestle she, Super Oprah? Yes. She fought her what? in that Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yes. Holy she hell. pinned her. Yeah. She goes, oh, I whooped that bitch ass. I was like, nice. you did? I said, that's a big old girl. And I told her that I used to have a radio show, and the guy from Ohio Valley came on my show, and we talked about all that stuff. And she said she really liked Ohio Valley wrestling, but she had just moved down to the south, and she was going through, like, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, and that area is wrestling now. And I asked her, I go, how much, I said, how much you make per match? And she was happy that they paid her $300 for her last match. Yeah, it's pretty good on the Indies, getting 300 bucks a shot. Is it? Is it? Usually they give you a handshake and a hot dog. It's $300. Oh, Jesus. I I thought she was getting ripped off. I was about to sign (laughs) her to a deal. Uh, There are some videos of Andrea the Giant on YouTube if you want to watch. You can watch some of her matches. But uh, I couldn't find one again of her versus uh, Oprah, Super Oprah. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so uh, then we get to the second cigar place. It's called Industrial. Now, we go in there, and a couple of the guys have been in there before because a couple of the guys got businesses in Texas, so they know all these guys. So that's kind of why we was getting treated pretty nice in these places. Like, so do the, you know one of the owners? All, all, I'm sorry, the, this Magnificent Seven group you're with, do you know everybody, or like, or like you only know some of them through Rayhound, or you know what I mean? Or are you like? No, no, we're all we're all friends. No, we're all friends. Huh. All right. We all from the cigar lounge in Vegas that I go to. Oh, okay. Yet some of them know people in Dallas because cigars connect everybody. Yeah, because two of them, two of them have businesses in Dallas. Oh, look at you. One, He's a one, one has a, Look at the one has a rubbing elbows with one the has elite. A, well, one has a mortgage company. I don't even know anyone who. And one of them is a developer. He's opening up an amusement park in Houston. It opens in 2026. Holy hell. Yeah. I guess I know Mike Dell. He owns One Nine Books. Yeah, that's right. Yes. It's a very yeah. profitable business. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to write a book called The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> well, I think that title's taken. But we can come up with something else. The Vegas Magnificent Seven. The Stupendous Seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Sinister Seven, one more than the Spider-Man villains. Yeah. So then we go to this other place called Industrial. Y'all can look it What's up. It it's called? a nice spot. Is it called Industrial? Industrial. All right. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's <laughs> in Frisco called Industrial. Industrial. All right. Sorry, with an I, not an E. Oh, I'm glad you pointed that out. So... We go there, and, and, and one of the owners is in there, one of the younger owners, because there's two sons and a daddy that owns it. So one of the sons is in there, and he gets us all in there. And so we all go through the humidor and buying all this stuff. And this is our this is their second stop, but my first stop. Between seven of us in there, we spend $4,200 on cigars. <laughs> That's almost as much as he spent on M&M's. Rayhound bought a box that cost nine hundred dollars. Wow. I spent. Hey, let me uh, let me let me stop you there, the Tuffy. Uh, we know you like the darts, but have you ever smoked a cigar? Yeah, I've smoked cigars before. I don't really care for them. Huh. Well, you're you're like a fucking 
pinhead. That's why. <laughs> All right. Only yeah. only upper class people smoke cigars. Yeah, one percenters. Yeah, yeah I've never carried around eight thousand dollars in cash either. I've never had eight thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, that too. Tuppy's <laughs> got that kind of money. The Tuppy's a lawyer. He's got that kind of money. When Tuppy came to Vegas, he was staying in a goddamn penthouse suite for Christ's sake. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we go in there. We get this. So we're all sitting around. The guy goes, you want to go into our private lounge? I'm like, yeah, we'll check it out. So we check it out. We see some of their members in there. But we go, ah, we're not going to sit in there and fuck up your, your shit. We'll, we'll just sit out front out here. So we do that. And then the guy comes over and brings us something called McAllen 12. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a drink. It's, it's I, I don't know what that is. What kind of drink? Tuffy knows what a McAllen is, don't you? A what? McAllen 12. Is that like a Budweiser it, product? No, man. It's just like a $50 a drink. $50 a drink, yeah. It's no, like I don't know what that is. No. Well, they brought us a whole bottle for the Magnificent Seven to share. And they poured everybody drinks. So we're sipping on that, smoking cigars, having a good old time. So then we leave there and we go to a place called Hard Eight Barbecue. Hard Eight. Now, Hard yeah. Eight, yeah, is in Frisco, Texas. You can look it up. Yeah, and, that's. Uh, a, I'm sure. I'm guessing that's a reference to craps and not the adult film industry. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You're at Hard Eight. Ain't no woman in in, in uh, Pittsburgh ever <laughs> had no hard eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> they always talking about little Joe out the back door. <laughs> little Joe. <laughs> All right, so you're at the hard eight barbecue place. So so me and Rico and the Rayhound. Rico. One of the magnificent seven. So, so me, Rico, and the Rayhound, along with the other four, go into the Hard Eight. Now, this place is kind of different. I mean, it's got five big smokers with smoke just bellowing out of every goddamn where. Do they? So, uh, did they reserve one of those smokers for uh, tofu? Organic, non-GMO mm-hmm. tofu. No, you would fucking get smacked in the mouth for fucking even trying to order that shit there. Pretty sure. Pretty sure you'd have got your ass beat. But, uh, so we go there, and, and the other four guys go in front of me, Rayhound, and Rico. And me and Rico, we bring it up the rear. So this place, <clears throat> you grab a uh, tray. And they got guys cooking on the smokers and people, you know, cutting the meat and all that. So you don't order at your table. You just tell them what you want, and they put it on your plate. I'm lighting my cigar. Hold on. Take your time. It's not like this is a radio show or anything. Remember when I used to put the Dave on hold? (laughs) (laughs) 
He never he never saw that coming, did he? <laughs> He's in the middle of this radio show talking to me. I said, Hold on, I got another call. <laughs> what? <laughs> Good times. Yeah. yeah. Then you know, I didn't keep him on. I kept him on hold about thirty seconds, forty seconds. That's a long time on the radio though. Yeah, it is. That was on the Pittsburgh days. Uh the sports contraption. Sports contraption days, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get up there, and I'm looking at the pricing. What the fuck was that? Cat Wait, just is... jumped in my yard. Oh, okay. Luckily, Coco's gone. <laughs> Shit. Why don't you adopt Coco the cat? That... Uh-uh. No, nah, man. Oh, today has been a month since Coco died. He died October 12th. Oh, sorry, Ed. I miss that little kid, man. That was the greatest, greatest kid in the world, man. Good kid. You no. Know, I mean, I sit and look pictures at him all the time, and they gave me his paw print, and then you yep. know, I got his ashes in my room. I'm looking at yeah. Sydney G's ashes right now on my wall in a little framed picture. He's right there. Oh, I thought you just threw her ashes against the wall. <laughs> it's a him, and they're in a little oh. shadow box. You hang it on the wall, and his photos on oh. the front. Yeah, He's I got to get huge. one of those for Coco. And yeah. Coco was too. Coco was dog of the week, like 510 weeks in a row. Wow. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, anyway, we're at Hard Eight. And we're bringing up the rear, me and Rico. Rayhound's above us a little bit. So it says you can order by the half pound or the pound. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of goddamn food. Yeah. So, you weigh 172 pounds. So, yeah, yeah. we're like. Now, Rico, let me tell you, the Rayhound weighs 325. Rico Whoa. weighs about 340. Holy hell. Yeah. Just to give you a reference point. <laughs> Thank you for that reference point. They're bigger <laughs> than Andrea the Giant. Yeah, about the same size. And they're about three inches shorter. Man. So, here's what happened. We go, I'm behind Rico now, because I'm like, man, let me see what these motherfuckers are ordering shit. So Rico's ordering some stuff, and so I get up there. I said, I'm like, you got to order a half pound or a pound. I said, it's a lot of goddamn food. I'm like, give me a half pound of jalapeno sausage, half pound of ham, half a chicken, two baked potatoes, macaroni and cheese, and I give me about a half pound of brisket. Oh yeah, I'm like so. I got no, that just your, now. Just to review the end, you did have a like quintuple bypass surgery not too long ago, right? Yeah. All right. But I'm healed now. So then, what happens? We get up to the register, and I grab me a Coke. They got the bottle, Mexican bottle Coke, Mexican Coke. Pretty good. Like, I, hear, I hear that's Mexican the best Coke, Coke. In the bottle. Yeah. yeah. So I grab me two of those. So, the Rayhounds in front. The Rayhounds bill for himself was ninety six dollars. <laughs> Tuffy, what's the most money you've ever spent on a meal, Tuffy? On one meal? Yeah. Uh, that I've spent personally, or that I've eaten? Yeah, just for yourself. Just for yourself. Uh, I don't know, fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's about where I'm at, too. <laughs> Maybe well, $15. The Ray House spent $96. So Rico goes next. <clears throat> Rico's bill was $81. K 
came to fifty four dollars. I was like, Whoop. Wow, wow. Lightweight. That's a lot yeah. of food for fifty four dollars though. You said a lot of Yeah, stuff. it was. It was. But but then we get to the table, me, Ray Rico, and we see the other fellas. They're like, God damn you motherfuckers, all that food and shit. <laughs> we didn't realize that you could tell them to stop cutting. We thought we had to get a half a pound or a full pound. You could say, oh, no, cut me just two slices of brisket. No, I got the whole goddamn half a side. But they're going to charge you for the half a pound or full pound? No, no, no. Pounds? They charge you. They they're just they weigh it at the end. That's that's how they, they paid it. Oh, that's I how we paid that. by the weight at the end. They put it on okay. a scale. All right. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I wish I'd have known that. I could have saved me $20. So there's no fucking way none of us can eat all this goddamn food. <laughs> So the rain, the rainhound tells him, bring us some to-go boxes. This motherfucker hands us each a small little styrofoam box. Rain, <laughs> rainhound like, I need like three more of these. <laughs> Dude, it looked like we was walking out the grocery store when we was leaving. And then the motherfucker asked us, did we want dessert? And we're like, uh-uh, man. We don't want that. So yeah, half a pound of cake. Huh? <laughs> a pound of cake half for dessert. Cake. Well, yeah, I would have had to order a half pound because I wouldn't have known no better. So finally, we get to our hotel in downtown Fort Worth in Dallas called the Worthington. I hope everybody listening to the show is following along with the story and Google out all the different places that we go to. I have a map in front of me, and I'm connect. I'm making little red dots on it, and I'm connecting them as you go along. Yeah. All right, so we're at the Worthington. So. We go there, and everybody's got their own room, <clears throat> and I go to check in, <clears throat> and uh, they can't find my reservation. Oh, no. Uh-oh. One of the other Magnificent Seven had made all, everybody's reservations, but they can't find mine. Then they find it. They didn't have it under Ed Miller. They had it under Ed Killer. <laughs> Ed Lady Killer. Yeah, middle name. Lady. <laughs> I guess so. But this lady goes, oh, we have an Ed Killer. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Ain't nobody got the last name of Killer. It's fucking Miller, you stupid fuck. <laughs> so she fucking finally gives me my room. Ed I go Killer. up in there. Yeah, Ed Killer. I was like, what kind of shit is this? So we get up in my room. And so we all decide we're going to go to our room, uh, change clothes, take a shower, and we're going to meet back down in 45 minutes. We're going to go to the cigar lounge down the street. So, no cigar lounge. You got to follow it. You flipping pages. <laughs> so, we get downstairs. Everybody's ready. So, everybody's on time. And they all said, Ed, I can't believe you're on time. I'm like, why? They're like, you know why. I'm like, no. No. And then they saying because black people are late all the time. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Magnificent but, Seven are racist. Couple of them. Couple of them. So we decide we're going to go down to Silver Leaf. Cigar Lounge over on Commerce Street in Fort Worth, Texas. You can look it up. I'll wait. And uh, 
So we all walk from the Worthington. So you connect your little red dot from the Worthington and walk yep. it over there to the mm-hmm. Silverleaf. So about this time, it's about 9.45 in the evening. We get there. Now, a fellow by the name of Al McAuliffe, who owns McAuliffe Cigars, is there waiting for us. He's not part owner, but he's got something to do with this cigar lounge. So we go in there, and he's worth over a billion dollars. With a B, not an M, oh, yeah. a B. Like Vince huh? McMahon. Like Vince McMahon. Yeah. Hey, hey Viet, hold on one second. I got to uh, connect the dot from the Worthington to the uh, Silverleaf. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, there we go. All right. That's my, that's my uh, not blues clues, but picture pages. pages. Picture pages, yeah, with Bill Crosby. How, how many of those kids do you think Bill Crosby drugged? Man, Bill Crosby never did nothing. He's out of jail. All right. Yeah, this isn't so you're... Savile. It's Bill Crosby. He was focused on adults. Yeah. Picture pages, picture pages, time to do your picture pages. Won't you come along and do a picture page with me? Yes or no? All right. I just drew a cigar. <laughs> All right, so we go into Silver Leaf, and this fella, Al McAuliffe, is waiting for us. And uh, when we go in there, we go into the humidor to get our cigars. It's, it's a lounge with a bar, I mean a full bar, and then they have these seven or eight seats for us to sit in. And they're leather leather chairs, leather recliners. So we all have our own leather recliner. We go into the humidor. Now, you know, we just spent $4,200 at this first place we went to. And when you go into a new cigar bar, you cannot bring cigars from another cigar place into this one. You got to buy new shit. Hmm. But a lot of that stuff from industrial was stuff people was taking home. So this place, we wasn't going to be doing that. So everybody grabs about four cigars a piece. Cigars average about $30 a piece. So $120 a person times seven people, $940 about we spent. That's without alcohol. So when we get them, we go to pay. They said, hey, your money's no good here. Mr. McAuliffe has it. You guys are good. And uh, uh, he'll take care of everything. Just put it on his tab. We were like, oh, shit, I should have got me a better cigar. But yeah. we had to, we could but but there was a catch. We could only smoke McAuliffe cigars. Mm-hmm. Which they're pretty good, but they're not the greatest. They're not the worst, but they're not the greatest. They get a lot better when they're free. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we go in there and we're all sitting down with him talking, just talking and then everybody orders drinks and stuff and everybody gets these shots of this McAllen stuff again. Fifty dollars a fifty dollars a drink. Well, we wouldn't pay, pay for nothing. So we sit there, and we're there till one thirty in the morning. And then it's time to go to sleep. So when we first get to the hotel, when I'm checking in, the lady says, we have complimentary breakfast in the morning. 
it goes from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. So I told the Rayhan and Rico, and they were like, all right, let's, let's meet in the morning about 9, and we'll go eat breakfast. Because then we were going to head to a place called the Stockyard, which I'll tell you about in a minute. So we go to sleep. Everybody wakes up. We all meet down at 9 in the morning downstairs. So we all go back up to the second floor to the restaurant for our complimentary breakfast. Apparently, somebody forgot to tell them it's complimentary. (laughs) Because the fucking lady hands us menus with prices. And we were like, this shit ain't free? She said, oh, no, sir. We're like, God damn. I said, well, fucking Jesus downstairs last night told me this shit's complimentary. He said he was wrong. Steak and eggs was $42. (laughs) (laughs) So we just all looked at each other, and we was like, ah, we out this motherfucker. Fuck this shit. We'll eat down at the stockyards. It's a smart move. So you went to the stockyards? Yeah. So then we go to the stockyard in Fort Worth, Texas. Look up the stockyard. (laughs) We get to the stockyard, and every day they have a thing where they have the bulls with the the longhorn bulls. They do a, a walking of them, and they walk them and take them into the stockyard to get slaughtered. That's disturbing. That's like a nightmare I've had. What the hell? They do it 362 <laughs> days a year, twice a day. Oh, damn. That seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> huh? A lot of, lot, of, lot of meat. A lot of bull meat, I guess. I don't know. Ugh, it's repugnant. Good Lord. Right. So, so we stand out there, and we all got our cameras out and everything, and we're taking pictures while it's coming towards us. like a parade of these fucking bulls. Yeah, They're look like, at these animals you know, that are about to be slaughtered. Yeah, so they're like, everybody stand back off the curb and all this junk. So next thing you know, we're we're like standing there on the side, and we keep hearing this lady, sir, please stand on the curb. Please stand on the curb. And me and the Rayhan and Rico look back, and we realize we're in the fucking street. (laughs) We're like, oh, they're talking (laughs) to us. (laughs) We jump back up on the goddamn thing. So we take pictures of these poor bulls. And, uh, you know, they take them to the stockyard, to the slaughterhouse, I guess. We never saw them again. Yeah. So then we start walking around the stockyard more, and you could take a picture on a bull. (laughs) A real live bull? Like a a bull statue? They got a live fucking live longhorn bull there you could take a picture on. You get on the bull and take a picture. So we all looking. And uh, we was like, nah, we ain't doing that. So we just walked on. We just looked at it and just walked on. Wasn't going to do that. Kind of scary. Yeah. But there was, a, there was a Mexico kid there that held the bull while you took a picture. So then we go walking around. And we're trying on cowboy hats and belt buckles and all this shit. Man, these cowboys spend a lot of money on their clothes. Pair of boots I looked at was twenty six hundred dollars. I was like, these motherfuckers ain't even Air Jordans. You spent four thousand dollars on cigars the day before. That's between seven people. Well, like twelve hundred dollars on brisket. 
That's just like le- leaves off a tree. Well, yeah, they got to go find one of those bulls they slaughter every day. Then I found a shirt that I really liked. It was a cowboy shirt, and it had all these rhinestones and shit on it. I mean, it it was sparkling. Like I looked like Nigarachi. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and uh, this shirt was fourteen hundred dollars. Holy hell! Mm, I said, "Y'all got this in a double X?" He said, "Nope. Well, I can't get it." You still have double X, even though you weigh one hundred and seventy-two pounds. Yeah. Did you want it as a night shirt, or why were you buying it? No, man, it fits perfect. My gut is still there. My legs are a little skinnier. My arms are a little skinnier. My belly's still there. He's all belly. All right. So uh, they didn't have it, so I didn't get that shirt. So we walk around there for a little bit, so it's lunchtime, about 1230. Did you find the stockyard yet? Yeah, I drew it on there already. Uh, Then we go to a place called the Drover. It's a hotel. We're going there to eat lunch. That's where we parked the cars at. Let's go to a restaurant to eat. It's a restaurant inside the hotel. Because we had a big dinner planned for that evening. So we didn't want to wait. We didn't want to, you know, waste all our food at this place. Our our, our food, our stomach. Appetite. Yeah. We don't want to waste that. So we go into the drawer. And, man, this place was nice. We sat outside. It was 72 degrees. Perfect day out, man. Light breeze. Man, look at that menu. I was like, Jesus Christ. I didn't like nothing on that goddamn menu. Finally, I seen they had chicken fried chicken, which I'm like, what does chicken fried chicken mean? And the lady say it means it's chicken that's fried chicken, and we fry it twice. Mm. I said, why don't you just call it fried chicken twice? <laughs> Double fried chicken. Yeah. I mean, chicken fried chicken don't make no sense. So we all order our food, and we go there. And so there's seven of us. The bill comes to $480 for lunch. That? So the Rayhound texts me. And he goes, man, we got to impress all these rich guys. Let's pay the bill. I text back, who this? <laughs> <laughs> then he said, come on, man. Act like you got to go to the bathroom. So me and the Rayhound and Rico got up and we went to the bathroom. But um, before we went to the bathroom, we stopped and got the bill and paid the check. So the mother four rich people was impressed because we came back and they were like, hey, this bitch ain't brought the check back yet. And we were like, nah, she ain't bringing no check. Let's go. And me, Raymond, and Rico get up and we decide that we're going to walk off. And they go, where y'all going? We go, man, we already paid the bill. And they were like, oh, these cheap motherfuckers paid the bill. Oh, these <laughs> fucking with us. They're making fun of us and stuff because all these guys are worth like I mean, millions and millions and millions and millions. Like, I, of the other four guys, the cheapest guy is probably a $30 million guy. Hmm. 
So then we all get back in the cars, and they're all just, yeah, man, I can't believe y'all paid the bill. You know, that's good. That's good for you guys. You know, thank you. Thank you. They're all thanking us and everything. I'm like, we done built some good credentials in this one. So we was happy. So we all get in the car, and we go back to Silverleaf. Yeah, so we made it back. Yeah, that's a long drive. So we get back to Silverleaf, and we decide to smoke some more cigars. Because we don't have dinner reservations. All you're doing is smoking (laughs) cigars and eating a lot of food. So our dinner reservation is not until 6 o'clock. You're about six grand in already. (laughs) Duffy's keeping track. (laughs) There's seven of us, though. You've got to keep that in mind. But you're like a thousand dollars in per day just for cigars and food. I don't even know what your hotel is. We're on day number. We're on day number two. Yeah, how much was the hotel be it? Actually, the hotel room was not that bad. It was like two sixty six a night. Yikes! For, for three nights. Oof. So, so then, and they charged for internet. I was like, Jesus Christ! I can't get no kind of porn on this shit. <laughs> So I didn't get no internet. Internet was seventeen ninety five a day. Yeah. You'd think for two sixty six a night you'd get some free internet. Yeah. Or yeah. you put a Playboy in your room or something. Or a hooker. <laughs> yeah. So now we decide we're gonna go back to Silverleaf. So we all get back there and and the the McAuliffe guy is not there yet. He's not there because he's going to meet us for dinner. So we all sit there. We go in the humidors. We all grab a couple of cigars, and we go to pay. The lady goes, oh, no, 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 no. You guys don't have to pay. Don't worry about it. Just Just let us know what you got. We're like, oh, shit. So we put that on the cuff. They call that on the cuff. When it's on the cuff, that means you ain't got to pay, so it'd be on the cuff. So it's on the so, cuff. Yeah, it's on the cuff. So we decide we're going to smoke. So we sit there in our nice chairs again, and we're smoking and hanging out and everything. And another fellow walks in. And he's like, hey, my Vegas guys. None of us never seen this guy before. But he knew who we were. He comes over and introduces himself. He's the actual owner of the Silverleaf. He goes, you get everything? You get drinks? You get cigars? We're like, yeah, everything's good, man. Sits there talking to us. So it gets to be about 5 o'clock. And this, I I mean, I've seen the lady walk in, but I didn't pay no attention to her. She was an old lady with glasses on her. And she saddles up to the bar. And she gets a drink and a cigar. She's smoking and drinking, talking to the bartender. So the guy that owns Silverleaf, he's telling us about his cigar thing. He's bragging about all his money and all this shit. He got a lot of money. Owns an elevator company. And uh, he says, y'all see that lady over there with the glasses, the old lady? He said, yep. He said, he goes, I'll give anybody $100. They tell me who that lady is. No, we didn't know who she was. 
Do you guys know who she was? Oh, Only no, these glasses. I can't really see her. Huh? Uh, what you say? Betty White? <laughs> no, wasn't Betty White. Yeah. Oh, Valerie Bertinelli. Barbara Bush. Her name is Alice. Okay. <laughs> now, Thanks for that. <laughs> her last name. I was going to guess Alice. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you say? Alice the end. Her last name is Walton. Oh. Oh. Anybody ever heard of Alice Walton? One of them Walmart people. More money than all your friends put together. She's worth over $60 billion. Guess who fucked her? (laughs) Rico? Not me. No, I was going to say, yeah, that. you cheated on the doctor for Alex Walton? <laughs> hey, I would have had to. <laughs> I ain't gotta, I'd have been singing, yeah, but moving on up, <laughs> moving on up. So, so she's sitting there. He says she comes in once a week and has a drink. She drinks something called Louis the Thirteenth. Let your picture pages wander on that one. Well, I don't want to connect a dot to Louis the Thirteenth. No. So she's in there, and now can't nobody keep their eyes off this old bitch because everybody's like, "Oh, that's good looking." I bet I can. Yeah, and she and she had parked a four door Lamborghini out front. Four door in a no in a no in a no parking zone. Yeah. Surprise. Drinking Louis the Sixteenth. Maybe that's what it's called. The <laughs> French Revolution joke. Oh, I don't know. It's Louis the Thirteenth or Sixteenth. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so of the place goes and brings her over to meet us, and we all got to shake her hand and introduce ourselves to her. And she goes, oh, you're the fellas from Vegas we was hearing about that was coming in town. Why so she knew about us. Yeah, why did, why did everybody know about the Magnificent Seven? I don't know. Well, there's going to be a book about them. <laughs> Probably so. Damn, my cigar went out. <laughs> uh, I got to relight it. Ah, shit. You hear the flame? No. Going around, going around, going around. So, we meet Alice Walton. No one gets her phone number or nothing like that. Would have been nice, though. So, now we're going to head to a place called the Riata for dinner. The Riata. How do you spell that? R-E-R-E-A-T-A. Okay. Frisco. Hmm? Is that in Frisco? No, we're in Fort Worth. We're in downtown Fort Worth now. So we go into the Riata because it's owned by that Al guy. He owns the place. It's a four-story restaurant 
with a cigar lounge upstairs to bring our own cigars to this place. He said, because of the cigars in his, in his restaurant are overpriced. <laughs> so he said, just bring cigars with you. So we do. So we go in and we walk in. And they, they, in the middle, we go to the first floor and in the, in the middle of the first floor is a private room but the private room is in the middle of the restaurant. Now, you may ask, how can a private room be in the middle of a restaurant? Yeah, how can a private room be in the middle of a restaurant? I'm guessing the walls. A glass, see-through glass, so people can see us eating in there. But when you go in and close the door, it is soundproof. We can't hear shit that's going on outside. But if you open the door, here, close it, goes. Can't hear nothing. Close it, open it, close Nothing. So, we're going to dine in style at this place called Riata. All we've been hearing about this whole trip is some of the guys telling us, Ed, you going to eat some calf fries? I guess. I, I thought you asked Dave about this on the Twitter. If mm-hmm. you ever eat calf fries. Yeah. So uh, they tell me that calf fries are sirloin and filet mignon, deep fried in a batter, and then you eat them. So they're like, all right. So they order all the appetizers. And this table that we're at is like fit for a king. It's a big octagon-shaped table with another octagon table in the middle that spins. Wouldn't a king have a round table? Eh, maybe it was round then. It was octagon kind of shaped. Might have been round. But anyway, there's another table in the middle of the table that spun around. Now, do you know why they would have a table inside a table that spins around? Uh, to move the... Dishes around. Yeah, you're right, Tuffy. See, Tuffy knows. Tuffy's been to fine dining. He's a lawyer. Yeah. It's so like the Big they, Brother they, table when they used to have the big uh, wheel with the keys. Oh, that's it. right. Spin the keys. Oh, yeah. It's just like that. Yep, I didn't even think about that. But that's what it was like. So they put the appetizers on there so everybody can get some appetizers and stuff. So we get these tamales. We get the calf fries. We get some chicken wings. We get all this other shit. All this stuff comes around. So they're like, Ed, you get some calf fries? I'm like, yeah, I got a couple. So I got some hot sauce and some ranch, and I dipped them in there and was eating them. I ate a couple of them. I was like, man, these don't taste that fucking great. These motherfuckers acting like this is some good-ass shit. They were like, Ed, you like them damn calf fries? Nah, not really. I said, I don't want no more because there was a few left. Because they was all eating them, too. They liked them. Do you know what the fuck calf fries are? Well, I thought you explained Tuffy. it. Does Tuffy know? Didn't you just explain it? What'd I say? It's like a pop quiz to see if I was listening, because I don't know what they are. Well, they're not what they told me they were either. They they told you they were like something like filet mignon, whatever that word is. <laughs> yeah, filet mignon <laughs> and sirloin all mixed together in a, in a little deep fried. Yeah. No. Are these like Denver oysters or something? Cow testicles? 
testicles is what I ate. Oof, man. I mean, I fucking took one of those calf testicles out the fucking bucket and I threw it at one of the guys. I said, you fucking fag. I go, why the fuck would you have me eat well, this shit? I don't want to be on Fear Factor. <laughs> I was so t- goddamn mad. They weren't very good. And they all laughed. Ah, we got it. Ah. <laughs> they all thought it was so goddamn funny. I was like, all right, motherfuckers. Wait till what I got in store for you motherfuckers later on. So we finished our dinner. There was eight of us that ate. The bill comes. Let me guess. Huh? $2,430. $2,419. Are you on the prices, Ooh. right? Yeah, but I went over, so I lost. Yeah. So the bill comes. The owner of the place takes it and rips it up. Man. Didn't pay for that meal. Yeah. Isn't that a kick in the balls? Like, the richer you are, the less you have to pay for it? Yeah. Well, he owns the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean you. Yeah. Huh? Still pay. You should still pay. It still costs money friend. for him. We're the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> yeah. Tonight we ride. Yeah. I guess your reward for paying that bill the other day. I guess so. So we got goodwill towards that one. Yeah, so pay then a four hundred dollar bill, get a free two thousand dollar bill. Yeah. So we got done eating there. We got our dinner reservation was at six. We leave there about eight forty five. And we go upstairs to the cigar lounge outside on on the rooftop. So we're sitting there on the rooftop. And in Fort Worth, there are two towers that are like 50 stories high across from our hotel. One is a well, has a Wells Fargo in the bottom. The other one has a Bank of America on the bottom. We find out that two brothers named the Bass Brothers own those hotels, and they both live in each of the penthouses. Yeah. And they sometimes argue with each other on their patios. 50 stories high. It was it was quite an amazing sight. So we sit to the cigar lounge again till about uh, 11.45. So we leave because Riata closes at 12. So then we walk back over to Silverleaf. And we go in there. We smoke a few more cigars. It's about 3.30 in the morning. We head on back to the hotel. <laughs> and that was the end of day two. How many days are we talking here? Holy fuck. It's like an hour and a half <laughs> we're on day two. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> One more day. And then a flight home. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we've only been talking about 20 minutes. Uh, uh, an hour, almost an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. A good storyteller can't be rushed. <laughs> this I is going to be a whole book, remember. Yeah, you don't want to give away the ending. You know what I'm saying? 
That's what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing I've noticed, Ed. Uh, huh? Through two days of your Dallas trip, no ladies, really, you know? Yeah. You and a bunch of dudes smoking uh, phallic symbols and eating meat. I just, I, the... just got, I just got married. Yeah. But you haven't heard day three. Well, oh, you've right. been married before. You still go find a hooker every now and then. <laughs> I've only been married since October 23rd. And you just told us you were at, uh, you know, two hotels right next to each other. I'm sure you walk in the lobby. Well, Got I haven't been there. We never See, even I uh, heard one, your, I'm sorry, we huh? never even heard the story about your wedding yet. Because the last time you were on the show was right before the wedding. Well, I'll come on next week. i got a couple more hours. All right. <laughs> well, I, I think Pat Piccarelli might be coming on next week. But. Oh. Yeah. What's he gonna tell some more fake ass mob stories? We're gonna t- we're gonna talk about Doc Savage. Savage. Doc Savage. Who? Savage. Who's that? It's an old uh, character from like like nineteen thirties Pulp Fiction. I never heard of him. Yeah, he's very popular. And I've been listening to a ton of his audio books. He's great. So. Uh uh uh. But anyway, let's get to day three. All right. Well, we go back to the hotel. This is the night of day two. So we go back to the hotel. It's like 3.30 in the morning. And as I'm stumbling to my room. Why are you stumbling? I had a couple of drinks. He's fat. Is this one of the three times a year this year? Yeah. Drink at my wedding, too. Wow. It's been a rough month. It's yeah. been a rough goddamn 30 days, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. And the 30 days ain't even up because I left October 19th. You're living life, Ed. You're out there getting it done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, last night I lost a $12,000 two-team parlay. Oof. <laughs> the fucking Ravens lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I wasn't too happy about that. Wasn't too happy about that one. There's been a lot of crazy any, uh, results the last couple of weeks in the NFL. I had yeah. Jacksonville to beat Buffalo, though. Whoa. Yeah, because that game was ridiculous. And the game uh, made no sense. And the Cowboys got smoked by somebody, right? Yeah. Can't remember who. Hold on. Somebody oh. just texted me. Is Bears Alice, lost to the Steelers. Is it Alice Walton? Did she text you? Yeah, yeah, Tuffy, the uh the Bears almost beat those filthy Steelers. It was close. Yeah. Yeah. The referees uh were rooting for the Steelers though. <laughs> A little bit. Just See? A little bit. Yeah, the Steelers and Bears, that game was fucked up. But anyway, so it's 3.30 in the morning, and I'm kind of jumbling around, stumbling around in my room. As I'm walking through the uh, hotel lobby, a young lady says to me, hey, daddy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look out. So I look at her, little Mexican gal. 
And I look at her and I said, what you want? She said, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. Yeah. So Here we go again. Told her my room number and told her to meet me up there in 30 minutes. <laughs> but you just got married. <laughs> so, yeah. So I uh, went upstairs and put my money in the safe and kept out $300. 300 huh? Pretty nice. Because I was like, yeah. I can't have all my money out. This bitch takes that, it. That's as much money as Andrea the Giant makes uh, for a wrestling match in Texas. <laughs> little Mexican girl is about to wrestle. <laughs> so, so she come up, knock on the door. And not only is she there, she got a little blonde-haired girl there. Hey, no. And they're like, hey. And so she says, do you mind if me and my friend come in and party with you? I said, party? What the fuck kind of shit you talking about parties? <laughs> <laughs> so they came in. Boy, them girls got totally naked and started licking each other. This. <laughs> This sounds like one of uh, the Ed Erotica stories, you know. What is what happened? And uh, so they were doing that. I might need that. visual, like some proof of this. Do you have photos or anything? Or I'll I'll, I'll message you, and show yeah, you a little some shit I got. <laughs> so just don't give him the street dreamer because he'll lose his fucking mind. <laughs> so they start doing all that. So my excitement pole is going crazy. But I'm but like, yeah, oh, I just gotta say, like you're getting two for three hundred dollars. They didn't even ask me for no money yet. Oh okay. They didn't even ask for nothing. So the money's sitting there under the pillow, like tooth fairy. Mm. And uh, so they doing that. My excitement pole is rising. So I'm like, damn, I gotta take the excitement pole out on us. So I took it out, and boy, they seen it. <laughs> You said your arms and legs lost a lot of weight. Did your excitement pull lose any weight in your weight? No, uh-uh, nope, mm-mm. So when it no. hit the floor, did they just uh, recoil in horror? <laughs> no, they looked at it, and then the little Mesco girl comes over. She grabs a hold of it, starts brushing her teeth. Oh, then, uh... <laughs> Then the other girl wants to brush her teeth. So, you know, got a couple of goddamn oral hygienists on hand. So, they always, you know, none of, none doing of what happened. they do. None of this happened. Was this what your <laughs> dental appointment was like this week, Mike Dell? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm, I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they did, if their wisdom teeth wasn't cut out, they was after that. <laughs> So this carried on for about 45 minutes. Wow. So they finished they finished up. I finished up all over their faces. <laughs> and then uh then they went about their business. Didn't even charge me. What? No, this, now we know it's a lie. <laughs> I'm telling you. Nothing. And then they left, money. but before they left, they paid me. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no, no, they didn't pay me. They didn't pay me nothing. But they left, so luckily I didn't cheat on I didn't I didn't cheat on my wife. So luckily, oh, I didn't brush their teeth, so I don't know why I'd have to yeah. pay them. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just you were fighting tooth decay. Exactly. You know, I gave them a little bit of extra fluoride, and they was on their way. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's day two. How day two ended? Yeah. You in a so three-way. How did? No, I, I didn't. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do no. nothing. I didn't touch him. Well, dental hygiene get together. Your excitement pole mm-hmm. touched them. No, they're brushing their teeth. Yeah. And I told them to make sure that they spit. They, they got, got the fluoride to spit it out. Mm-hmm. And they spit it in the sink. Oh, so, nice so the next day's the third day. It's Wednesday. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Somebody asking me. Sounds like someone's brushing Someone's brushing their teeth right now. It sounds like. No, somebody just texted me. And said, Ed, I heard you're a legend in gambling. I need three to six picks that are guaranteed to win in a parlay. I said, man, get the fuck out of here. I said, if you bet parlays, you're a sucker. Lose my number. You just bet a parlay last night, didn't you? It was a two-team teaser. And it <laughs> teased the shit out of me. All, right. <laughs> All the Ravens had to do was win by two points. They lost yeah. by 20 or 12. So the next day is Wednesday, and so we get up, and we have a special treat this day. We go back to Frisco, Texas, to a place called the Star. It sounds like a strip club, the Star. No. All right. The star is the practice facility of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, (laughs) I wasn't even close. All right. So we go there, and not only do we go there, we are invited to the Cowboy Club, which is Jerry Jones's private club. The Rangers practice facility. (laughs) Huh? Did the the Texas Rangers still exist? I heard it in years. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. So we go into Jerry Jones' private club. No cameras are allowed. You have to turn your phones off while you're in there. Put on Jerry mode. Now, is mm-hmm. that because Jerry Jones has a bunch of underage girls visiting him in there? I can't tell you. Can't tell you why. <laughs> so we go in there, and we walk up to the to the desk, and we tell them that we're invited guests of this certain person who invited us in. And they go, oh, yeah, he's waiting in the back for you. It's just, it's, it's another guy, one of those guys, no. It wasn't nobody famous or something that you would know. But he's a, a rich guy. So we go over there and we're sitting down. Next thing I know, Magic Johnson comes over and introduces himself to everybody. Did you tell him that you don't think he really has AIDS? Or well, I almost <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> I almost. Because Ray Han and Rico was on me about it. He was like, go tell Magic what you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, because Magic knew the rich guys. So he went over there. But then he introduced himself to everybody. I'm like, hey, I'm Ed. He goes, hey, I'm Magic. I'm like, you show the fuck off. And uh, 
Did he take out his credit card and try to swipe it over something to show you that he's magic? <laughs> I wanted to tell him, yeah, you got one Magic Johnson, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in there, and this place is like, I'm telling you, it, it, it's probably the nicest restaurant I've ever been in in my whole entire life. And it's just a fucking lounge for Jerry Jones and all these people in the Cowboy Club. And it, it's pretty big. It's probably like eh, maybe 8,000 square feet. You go in there, you order your food, then you can go outside and smoke a cigar. And they have cigars there for you. They bring you a cigar, everything. You don't pay for nothing in this place. You don't even pay. So whoever invites you, it goes on their tab. So and, And so prices aren't even on the menu. You just fucking order whatever you want. Nice. So then after we eat, we all have drinks. I'm drinking again. I'm drinking like every day of this trips. And uh, we go outside to smoke cigars. At this cigar thing outside is overlooking the practice facility. So we're watching Dak, Elliot, all of them practice, smoking cigars. Who's Cooper? Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it was amazing, man. We're just sitting here watching the fucking Cowboys practice. We're probably like maybe two stories up. You can hear them talking, everything. Is this it, before it they lost the crazy. game last week? No, this was afterwards. It was this week. It was just That's two true. days ago. It was on Wednesday. So, uh. Huh? How'd they look? Look pretty good to me. I'm betting on them. They played the Falcons. Then they had a kicking competition because uh, Zerline is hurt, so they had two kids practicing over there in a kicking competition. It has two full football fields and a third half of field. Did you Did ask you if you could participate in the competition? Yeah, I, I think you could beat them out. Like yeah. the kids was kicking like fifty eight yard field goals. I feel like you could do fifty nine. I mean I used to, but not now I can't. Mm. Nah, I can't do that no more. A man so, needs uh, those limitations. Well yeah. I mean I leave that yeah. to the young fellas now. I mean I could I could probably kick in the CFL, but not the NFL. So then we go, we, we, we sit there and watch that for like about an hour and a half. Then we get back in the car and head back to Silverleaf. I was a little slow on that one. So we get back to Silverleaf. We go back in, grab some more cigars. So now we all know that, hey, man, grab a couple extra cigars because we ain't got to pay for these. So this time we all grab about six cigars apiece. And I grabbed a couple of $50 sticks. Uh, I like the lingo, sticks. Yeah. So uh, we walk out. Sure enough, the girl's like, oh, yeah, just let me see him. Didn't have to pay. So we smoking a few more. So it's about about 3 o'clock at this time, and we have dinner reservations for 7. So, 
It's about three. We get a call from the owl guy who owns the cigar place. He says, hey, you guys come over here to my warehouse, his cigar warehouse, like where he has this humidor of all his cigars that they make. We go to this place. It has over 700,000 cigars in there. Because he distributes all over the he distributes all over the world, so or all over the country. I mean, they're not worldwide; they're countrywide. So we go there, and we're taking a tour of the whole cigar place. I never seen this much cigars in my whole entire life of living. Yeah. He thanks us all for coming out. He apologizes that he can't go to dinner because his sister had to go to the hospital. Oh no! Yeah. He goes in there and goes, hey, you guys go in here. Everybody grab three boxes apiece of cigars and take them with you. So we got free three boxes. Each each box has 20 cigars in it. Wow. So that's 60 cigars apiece. How many cigars do you smoke a day, the Ed? Mm, 10, 11, something like that. <laughs> that, can't be, that can't be good. He's like a lot of cigars. You don't inhale them; you just puff them. All right, still. Yeah. All right. Huh? All right. Yeah. So uh, we do that, and we get our cigars, and we head all the way back to the hotel because we got dinner reservations at seven at a place called Joe T. Garcia. Joe T. Garcia. There it is. So we get back to the hotel. Now when I walk into the hotel. You have to do that one. (laughs) All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So we get back to the hotel. There were the dental hygienists there. Yeah, right when I walk in the hotel, I hear, Ed. Hey, Daddy. I turn around. It's the little Mexico girl. Yeah. She says, hey, what you doing? Told her we was about to go to dinner. She said, "Oh, I like dinner." She said, "Hey." She goes, "You didn't give me and my friend any money last night." <laughs> I said, "For what?" And she said, "Well, for our services that we did." I was like, "What?" Oh, I thought you just liked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "And she said, well, I do like you." I said, "Well, then we're even." And she goes, "Oh my God, please, please, please!" She goes, "Really, really, really, really." She goes, "What if we come tonight?" I said, "I don't know about that one." I said, "Shoot, y'all might try to set me up. Somebody coming there." And she goes, "Well, she goes." What if you have like a friend in there or something? She goes, "We're not going to do nothing." Yeah, so that's, that's a deal breaker, right? I mean, well, I tell her, I said, "Well, I said I got a couple buddies." I said, "I said bring a couple girls with you." I said, "We're back here about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock." There's so some late go, night you're having too. I know. I'm tired still. I'm out here in my backyard, laying down in the chair, watching TV, <laughs> and uh. 
So I don't think she's going to show up. So we go to Joe T. Garcia's Mexico restaurant. Now we go in there. I, yeah, I already drew that line, so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, okay. So we go there, and in this place, one of the fellas says he hadn't been here in 10 years, but it's a great. Mm. Like, all right, he's telling us all the food you can get, all this shit. Well, apparently the pandemic has fucked up Joe T. Garcia's. <laughs> <laughs> because all they have is enchiladas and fajitas. <laughs> Alright. So we all order our food. I order a combo of fajita, chicken, and steak. I got fucking more food than I got at the hard eight. <laughs> I mean they brought this fucking plate over. We all had these plates that looked like they were fit for the real Andre the Giant. And then they have the Mexico Coke in a bottle. Like, ooh-wee. So I ordered that, too. I can only eat about half of my food. The bill comes for seven people at Joe T. Garcia's. Tuffy, you want to guess how much the bill was? Uh, $317. Hundred and sixty four dollars. Yeah. Tuffy and I good for seven people. Those yeah. fajitas did not cost nothing hardly. Barely twenty dollars a man. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. And do you have to leave so, a tip at all these restaurants you're eating at too? Yeah, yeah. So everybody everybody there was there's seven of us. So we all threw in thirty bucks. So the bill was <laughs> oh, like one sixty something, so we paid two ten. Okay, I thought you threw in thirty dollars for the tip. I'm like, what the hell? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) They still got like a fifty or sixty dollar tip. They did pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so then we we head back. We head back to the Silver Leaf. That's like our main headquarters. So we go back there. My plane leaves. So this is Wednesday evening. My plane leaves. Run out of space Thursday. on the map. You keep drawing the same lines. Thursday, my plane Silver leaf is just going to be a big black dot. Thursday at 9 in the morning, we're supposed to be leaving. We all got different flights because I got to go to Arizona. They all got to go to Vegas. So it's getting to be about 12 o'clock. Jesus Christ, man. I got to be up. Because they said I probably got to take an Uber to the to the airport, and I probably need to leave by 6.30 to get to the airport in time for my 9 o'clock flight. I'm like, all right. So it gets to be about 12 o'clock. I'm like, all right, man, I got to go. I, I got to get out of here. I got I to gotta go back to sleep. They're like, come on, man, one more drink. One more drink. Smoke one more cigar. I'm like, all right. So it gets to be about 1.45 in the morning. I'm like, man, I got to go. So finally, me and everybody, we all go, ah, let's close it up, let's go. We all walk back to the hotel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to draw the line again. Yeah. Hey, Tuffy dropped off the phone for a second, but we got him back, yeah. so he's back. 
<laughs> Tuppy, did that you hear was, what happened? I just heard you walk we back were, to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, we stayed at Silverleaf till about one forty-five in the morning. So yeah. then we went and walked back to the hotel. Now was that lady and her friend there waiting for right you and your friend? I, oh, right when I get in there, guess who's sitting in the lobby? Hey, Daddy. Yeah. The dental He's hygienist. Like, yeah, her and three other girls. So there's four of them. Oh, holy hell! So I tell I tell Rico and Rayhan, hey, we got these four girls. Let's go up to the room. Rico taps out, goes to sleep. So it's just me and the Rayhan with these four girls. Oh. So and I got to be up at six thirty, and it's one forty-five. Yeah. So. The Rayhan just got takes married. Two, <laughs> the Rayhound takes two to his room. I take the Mexico girl and a black girl and go to mine. And, and so we go in my room. And Jesus Christ, man. We didn't finish till about 4.30 in the morning. Oh, get the stamina on the Ed. Finish. Yeah. So... It comes about 4.30. I got to wake up at 6.30. They leave. I give her $500 for her and her buddy to split. What about and the uh, I, first night? No, I told you for everything. No, I gave, I gave her the 500 I said, do what you want with it. It's for the two nights. So, okay. then, it comes to be uh, 6.30 in the morning. Just one quick detail question. The yeah. other lady, so there was the the two ladies from the first night, and then you said a black lady joined her. Was mm-hmm. the fourth lady Alice Walton? <laughs> I wish. Because <laughs> I, I would have got paid then. I would have got paid then. <laughs> so, so then we it gets to be 6.30 in the morning. I wake up. And the, the girls are already gone because I, I whisked them out the room. They was gone about 4.45. So I had a couple hours of sleep. I wake up, and I jump in the shower, and I'm like, man, I got to hurry up. I got to get downstairs, catch this Uber. So I take my shower. I'm all wide awake, got my, my bag all packed, and my phone beeps. Like, I'm like, who the fuck is texting me at fucking 6.30 in the morning? Well, I look at my phone. Southwest Airlines canceled my flight. Ooh. My flight's supposed to leave at 9.20 in the morning. They've been having problems. Yeah. So it says we've put you on another flight at 2.45 in the afternoon. Oof. So now I can't get – I'm up. I can't sleep. And I didn't have no sleep. So I finally – Get back to sleep. I set my alarm for 11 o'clock. So, I wake up about 9.30. Still got another hour and a half. I can't go back to sleep. I just get up and take the Uber to the airport. My flight leaves at 2.45. Might as well get there, go eat some lunch or something. So, I get in the Uber and go to the airport. I get in the Uber and go to the airport. 
<laughs> so I get in this Uber. It's a Ford Festiva. Yeah, that's nice. a smooth ride. Have you ever have you ever even heard of a Ford Festiva? Yes, they're yeah, very heard small. They're very small cars. It's like a fucking clown car. <laughs> so this Mexico girl pulls up named Kalina. Oh. And Is this the same her... girl? No, no I ain't that girl. No, 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 no. So this girl pulls up in this Ford Festiva, powder blue Ford Festiva. She got dice in the fucking mirror. Those fuzzy dice in the fucking car. Her car is rusted. Her car has rust all over it. Like the Fresh Prince. This fucking thing says it's going to cost me $62 to get to the fucking airport. Yeah, it's first class. You'd think I'd be riding in something first class, right? You could have ran a limo cheaper than that, no? I mean... I don't know. So it's 9.30 in the morning. So she opens up the trunk of her car. There's these metal poles in the back. (laughs) And she goes, oh, let me move those. Her fucking trunk smelled like dog shit. (laughs) So I put my bag in the back, and I get in the back seat. And the whole back seat of the car smells like dog shit. We're getting ready to take off, and her fucking car stalls. She goes, "Oh my god, I just got this car." I go, I looked at her. I was like, "No fucking way, you just got this car." I'm like, "This motherfucker's like a 2002." Ain't no way. It might be a 1982. I don't know. (laughs) So her car don't fucking start. So I got to get out of there, fucking cancel the Uber, and get me a new one. I cancel the Uber. The motherfucker says, we're going to charge you $18 for canceling. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. This car don't fucking work. So I had to get me another Uber. By that time, Uber went down to $44. So a guy in a Prius picks me up. I was like, thank the Lord. So I had to get on the phone with Uber and explain the situation that Colleen and his fucking Ford Festiva don't fucking work. And it's got fucking rust all over and it smells like dog shit and wouldn't start. They go, okay, well, we're going to credit your account. These motherfuckers gave me a $5 credit. (laughs) I'm like, so now I had to get back on there and tell them my shit, you canceled me for $18. So they took the $18 charge off, but still gave them a $5 credit toward my next ride. So we get to the airport, and I get there, get through security because I got the TSA check and all that. And I go eat at this Italian restaurant called Maggiano's. So when I go into Maggiano's, I don't have to draw a line for that, do I? I mean... No, no, no. There's a black fella working in there. So it's about 10, 10, 10.45, maybe almost 11 by this time. My plane don't leave till 2.45, check-ins at 2.25 or 2.15, something like that. 
So I go and I sit down. Well, I tell the guy, hey, I want to get a seat for one. He goes, you want to sit at the bar? I said, no, I need a table, man. So I go there and sit down. And uh, I'm just sitting there. He didn't bring me no menu or nothing. So I pull my computer out. And I start, you know, getting on the Internet, looking around. He comes over. He goes, sir, you just can't be on your computer in here. You have to order. <laughs> I said, well, motherfucker, if you bring me a fucking menu, I would. He goes, oh, well, you have to put your phone on that little square thing and fucking take a picture of it. And then your menu comes up. I said, look, man, I ain't got no idea how to do that shit. Bring me a fucking menu. <laughs> he goes He goes We don't have menus We have the, the square I said Listen You tell me Ain't no fucking menu In this whole place I said Don't make me get up out of here And go ask that fucking white lady I said Cause that white lady Got a menu I seen her and shit So he goes back in the back Bring me a paper menu And shit I said See I knew your motherfucking ass Had a menu And so he's still Looking at me crazy And He's like Are you going to order I said, well, can you bring me some fucking water first? <laughs> so the guy finally brings me my goddamn water. He sits it down, and he's like, are you ready to order? I said, dude, what the fuck? Are you rushing me? I go, my plane don't leave till 245. I'm sitting here till 215. <laughs> so he's like, well, I'll be right back. I mean, what a fucking attitude. I'm like, what kind of fucking guy is this? So he comes back over and he goes, have you, have you looked over our menu? I said, yes, I have. He said, what would you like? So I said, yeah, your prices are a little high in here. Then I pulled out a wad, still had about $7,000 on me. And I pulled that wad out in front of him and said, but I think I can afford it. <laughs> so ordered the eighteen dollar lasagna. <laughs> mm. So and then I told him bring me a coke. I said, You got any of that Mexican coke in the bottle? He said, Yeah. They got that everywhere in Texas. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I might move to Texas. So he brings me my, my lasagna over and uh I'm sitting there eating it, computer a little bit. Now it's about 12. Still got two hours left before I got to get up. So he comes back over and he goes, oh, are you finished with your lasagna? I said, yeah. So he takes it away. I said, man, bring me another Mexico Coke. And he brings another one over. And he goes, uh, the guy asked me, how much longer are you going to be here? You already told him. I know. But, I mean, have you ever been to a restaurant and the waiter asks you, when the fuck are you leaving? No. Usually I'm asking no. the other people, when can I leave? <laughs> so I said, no, nah, man, I ain't ready. I said, bring me some of that chocolate cake. And so he brings me a chocolate cake. So I eat that. By this time, it's about 1240. I'm still, you know, looking at the clock and everything. You got an hour and a half to go. Yeah, he brings me my check. I said, hey, man, I ain't asked for my check. He goes, well, sir, you just had your dessert. I said, bring me spaghetti and meatballs, $16. <laughs> <laughs> Lasagna, chocolate cake, and spaghetti and meatballs. 
Sorry, brave me, spaghetti and meatballs, and another fucking Mexico Coke. So I said, hey, man, can you smoke cigars in here? He goes, no, there's no smoking in the airport. I was all right. So I couldn't smoke my cigars. I didn't even have a light anyway. I didn't even have a lighter, so I didn't know how I was going to do it. So I sit there. He brings the spaghetti and meatballs back. It gets to be about 125. He comes back over with a check. He says, sir, are, are you still dining? I said, yeah, I'm going to leave here about 2 o'clock, like I told you when I got here. He said, sir, we have other people trying to eat. I said, have I not been eating this whole fucking time? I said, bring me another chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, weren't you concerned about cake? getting on an airplane after you've had lasagna, two things of chocolate cake and spaghetti and meatballs? Like, your belly. No, How many people are trying to get in this restaurant that they got to rush you out? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, and not once did he tell the white people to hurry up and get the fuck out. Not once. Yeah. Yeah. So, so finally, about 10 minutes to two, I finally pay him the bill. The bill comes to like $86. I leave him 200 and I get up. <laughs> and, uh. Even after so all that, added, yeah, you huh? still tipped him. Yeah, I still tipped him and shit. He was a dick. But I wrote yeah, a Yelp review that was bad. <laughs> That'll learn him. Yeah. yeah. When he's counting so, his $114 tip, he'll really be worried about that Yelp review. <laughs> I don't care. So then I get over there. It's about 10 minutes to 2. Plane is delayed 45 minutes. Oof. To go back and so now instead of 2.45, it's 3.30. But luckily, the plane was delayed because I went to the bathroom and was in there over 30 minutes. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. <laughs> I couldn't have been so sitting I get well back up. Tell me. Yeah. And I get back up. So now, I didn't even realize, I didn't even look at my boarding pass. At Southwest, they uh, they give you numbers, A, B, or C, and then a number beside yeah. you, and that's how you board. I look, I got C-47. This Ooh, flight only has yeah. 180 seats. You're going to be in the middle of those two sisters this time. <laughs> so, I walk up to the counter and I said, hey, can I get like a higher boarding pass? And the lady goes, yeah. She goes, you can get A14. It'll be $40. I go, all right. So I just pulled out $40 and got me A14 and shit. Yeah, it's a good deal. So, yeah. So time to board. I get up there. I'm A14. I got the pick of the litter in these goddamn planes. So I go, I'm always like in row six, seven, eight, or nine of the rows I like. Do you so get candy row... for the return flight? No, no, I didn't have no candy, and I didn't bring no treats for this one. So uh, I get on the plane, I sit down by the window in row number six. And so people are just walking by me. No one wants to sit next to me. I'm like, shit, it looks like it's, I'm going to be all right on this one. But I remembered I was. Chocolate cake but, and lasagna and spaghetti. <laughs> I remembered I was C47, so I was like, oh, shit, there's a whole bunch of people going to be on this flight. 
So a young lady sits next to me. Well, no, a fella sits on the end. Then a young lady gets in the middle, and she's got a dog carrier. She has a little puppy in there, about two months old. She had just got the puppy. She sits next to me. She's got the puppy in the carrier. You can only make service animals these days. No, she got it in a crate. Okay. So she puts the crate down in front of her legs, you know, and puts it under the kind of under the seat a little bit, but it's not all the way under. So right before we get ready to take off, the lady, the stewardess, comes over and goes, excuse me, miss, um, that, that crate has to go all the way under the seat. If not, you'll have to leave the plane, or you can buy a, a crate from us for $95 that fits under the seat. That poor little girl almost bust into tears. She got on her cell phone, and she's talking to her mother. She's only about 23, 24 years old, and she, and she has it on speaker, and she's like, Mom. They, they, they're telling me my crate doesn't fit and pay for this, this little thing. It's $95 to put the dog in or I got to get off the plane. And her mom's like, I can't wire you any money right now. You're on an airplane. And so she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So the lady comes over and goes, um, did you decide what you're going to do? She goes, yeah, I got to get off the plane. So she grabs her dog and gets ready to get off the plane. I said, ah, sit down. And I hand her a hundred dollars. What a guy. Yeah. Did did she have to brush her teeth? No. She says, Oh my God, sir, I'm so so thankful. Thank you so much. She goes, I'd hug you, but we gotta wear these masks and all this stuff. I'm like, Yeah, you don't wanna hug me. I don't need no charge and shit. And uh so she gets it and she they bring her the little crate and she transfers her little puppy in there. And then the plane takes off, and she gets her little puppy out. And the little puppy reminded me of Coco, and I was telling her the story about Coco just passing away. And so she lets me hold the dog. So I'm over there holding the dog, petting the little puppy and stuff. And uh, she says, I haven't even named him yet. I'm trying to come up with a name. Say Coco? Well, she asked me my dog's name, and I said it was Coco. She goes, I'm going to name this dog Coco in honor oh, of Oh, look at that. What a story. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's nice. So I was just calling the puppy Coco the whole time and everything. So we are about 30 minutes into landing, and she's about to put the puppy up. I said, I'll give you $1,000 for that dog. <laughs> she goes, she goes, no, 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 I, I can't do that. I was like, really? I said, I love that dog. <laughs> she said, no, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was like, all right. So we get ready to land. I'm like, you 1500 for that dog right now. She wouldn't budge off of 1500 Just go to the pound and get them for free. Yeah. So then we got off the plane. And she let me pet Coco one more time, and I gave him a little kiss on the forehead and told him I loved him and told him to be a good dog like another Coco was. And then she just went on went on her way. Yeah, sweet. I mean, that's a real yeah. sweet story until you tried to bribe her to get her dog away from her. That kind of took it down a notch. But, I mean, yeah. it's still a very sweet story. What do you mean? She only has $50 in her fucking bank account. <laughs> <laughs> So then I, I get in the Uber, 
and fucking Uber, another forty nine dollars. Got me home. Good lord. Yeah. Well, Let me uh just connect you to the house. The house. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What a three days. What an adventure you had. Yep. That's how it goes. Well, how about this, Dad? Me, you, and Tuffy, we take a trip together. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Idaho? I like potatoes. Nah, I won't go there. No, nah, Idaho, you get killed over there. I'm a little worried Mike Delstar is going to take two hours just for him to find the airport. <laughs> yeah, it might. Uh, yeah, man, that was my that was my trip. The hell of a trip. Two hours long to retell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite well, a I mean, movie. That was the, that, that's longer than a movie. Of a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a half hour longer than the movie we watched for this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it was a good time, though, man. I'd recommend it for anybody to do that kind of trip. Yeah. Especially the uh, toothbrushing. Probably the yeah. Part. yeah. We had a bunch. I mean, it was a lot of good times, man. A lot of good memories. Met a lot of rich yeah. people? Yeah. Ate a lot of chocolate cake. A lot of rich people. Man, had a lot of food, man. I mean, like yeah, I weighed, I weighed one seventy two when the trip started. One eighty six by the time you got home. I was one eighty one. Uh, yeah. Gained nine pounds, man. So today, all I had was a half a piece, a half a chicken over at Boston Market. That's it. I haven't eaten anything today because of my mouth. And you might you'll lose a couple of pounds. You didn't eat nothing. So tomorrow I'm not going to eat much at all. And then oh Sunday, uh, one of the doctor's friends is taking us to the Cardinals and Panthers game, and we're sitting in a suite. We've got a luxury box. Cam Newton's back with the Panthers, did? Yeah. The Dave called that. The Dave was the first one to say that the Panthers should re-sign Cam Newton. Look at the ad, giving the Dave credit. Yeah, he did. He had that one. I was surprised when he did it. But I mean, hey. What about? I, I saw you weren't too uh, excited about Odell Beckham going to the Rams. Oh, the Rams have zero chance to win the Super Bowl now. You think? I mean, zero chance. The guy's like Carmelo Anthony, man. He's yeah. cancer. Cancer, cancer, cancer. Dead. That's what happens. Huh? Well, uh, we should probably let you go. It's been two hours, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, you probably have to I have sex with trip. the lady doctor. Right. I, no, she she's at work. So what are you yeah, going to do the rest of the night? Good I'm gonna watch All in the Family, then Sanford and Son, and Good Times comes out on the Wii. Or no, called the Get Channel. That's a pretty good lineup. I'm not a huge right. fan of All in the Family, 
Season one was good. They show, but after that, it, not so much. They show four episodes of each. Holy hell. So that's at least, what, one, two, three, four, five, six hours of good entertainment. Hey, Liet, have you ever watched Columbo? Mm-mm. I don't like always that fella. talk about it. He loves the show. I don't like that. I don't like uh, that fella, man. Peter Falk. Yeah. Peter Falk. I'm with you, Ed. Yeah, the guy's a dummy. He's almost worse than Beretta. Yeah, I never watched Beretta. Yeah, Beretta sucked, too. Starsky and Hutch sucked, too. I love Starsky and Hutch. Nah, I don't like that shit. Huggy Bear? I didn't like it. Adobe? Didn't like it. Great great stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. All right, dude. I forgot to tell you, you, there was was one celebrity that ate dinner with us one night. Okay. Magnum P.I. Wow. Tom Selleck. Yeah. He lived out there. He got a big ranch. He's on that uh, Blue Bloods, right? Is that still on TV? Yeah. With new kid on the block. Yep. Uh, all right, the Ed. Well, next time you're on, you'll tell us all about the wedding in the honeymoon, right? Yeah. And then I go to I go to Vegas on Tuesday, and I'll be back here Saturday. Why are you going to Vegas on Tuesday? Uh, got a meeting. That, that sounds making deals, sketchy. man. Making deals. What about the UFC this weekend? You excited, Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. Uh-huh. Nothing. That Kobe Covington, he tried, but he didn't do it. Yeah, it sounds like he. Uh, the fight was a lot closer than some people were saying, but. Uh, yeah, it was he... three rounds to two. Usman won that fifth round. Usman won the first two. Covington won the next two, and then Usman won the last one. Because the way it started, it, I was just following along on the Twitters, but it seemed like uh, Eastmont was just going to run through him, you know? Yeah, he was at first, and then all of a sudden Kobe hit him. And then uh, my boy Caleb Plant lost to Canelo. Yeah, I just saw the highlights of the knockout at the end there, and uh, that Canelo, man, he smelled blood. He went he went after him. It's pretty impressive. Yep. Yep. So. All right, well, I'll let you keep right, go. Yeah. Well, thank you, the Ed. Hope hope everyone enjoyed the story. I loved it because uh, yeah, saved us from talking. So it was better it. than a movie review of them stupid ass movies you watch. Yeah, I know. We, we got, we got some, that. Super Chick. Did you ever see Super Chick, nineteen seventy three? Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, all right. That blonde haired <laughs> girl. Yes. Yeah. That's right. She was blonde haired. <laughs> you probably saw my Twitter. All right. Uh-uh, I never seen your Twitter. What'd you say on it? Well, I just put a picture of the uh, the movie poster. Uh-oh, uh-uh. Yeah. All right. I could imagine it though. I mean, I really haven't seen it. I'm just gonna guess. Yeah, Does she have on a red bathing suit. No. no. She has a bikini See, on. In it, my in, in my mind, she has on a red bathing suit with blonde flowing hair and a blue yeah. background of the sky and she super has chicken, hair. You know, and Super Chick would be in those big, funky letters going across like Superman. <laughs> uh, can't even remember how the letters looked at the beginning. But, uh, uh, she does wear a bikini, and at one point she loses the bikini bottom. Yeah. In the movie? 
Yeah. I remember that part. I ain't yeah. seen that since I saw Freebie and the Bean. <laughs> All right, the end. Well, thank you, have buddy. You ever seen Free- have you ever seen Freebie and the Bean? Is that Bill Cosby? I don't think so. No, no, I don't have no but, idea. But uh, you look up Freebie and the Bean, and y'all watch that next week. Okay, I've heard of it. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Ed, you know what I was looking for today? I saw, uh, remember that show on ESPN, Playmakers? Remember that yeah. show? And the mm-hmm. NFL made them take it off because it was exposing them for being all corrupt, terrible people? Yeah. But uh, they have that on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube if you want. Oh, did you see John Gruden suing the NFL for $50 million? <laughs> I heard rumors of that, but I didn't know if it was official yet. Yeah, and he's going to get it. It's going to be settled out. It will be, it will be settled out of court because they don't want those emails to come out. Yeah, if they go to trial, they'll have to, like, uh, discovery and whatnot. Yeah, right? and so, so between 32 teams, that's $1.5 million per team. That's easy money. Hey, they had Freebie and the Bean, 1974. It's an American buddy cop black comedy action film about two offbeat police detectives that wreak havoc in San Francisco. And it stars it James Conn. was it? James Conn and Alan Arkin. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was Bill Cosby. And Loretta Swit. Yeah. Valerie I Harper. Gets, I yeah, love one, Valerie of them Harper. Gets, one of them gets naked in it. I hope it's Valerie Harper. I think it is. The dark-haired girl gets naked before her boobs. All right. Yeah, we'll watch Freebie and the Bean. Uh, All right. Well, y'all kids, take care of yourself. Don't let them talk bad about you and be good. And All right, Ed. Hopefully, you know, things will work out in the world of America. So, thank you, Ed. All right. Don't, don't let them talk bad about you. Now it's time to say go. Shoot, I uh, I muted you yet. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Jumping in. I, oh, We're there you go. Invited back next week to listen to my show. So get yourself a couple paychecks and go and buy a home. Yeah, I'll come back now. You hear? Muted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to wait till the muted. I thought he was. Thought he was already there. All right, yeah, there it is. The end. Well, Tuffy, what a trip in Dallas. Yeah, three days, two hours to tell it. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah. What about Tuffy? Meet you in the end, taking a trip. Maybe Larry will do that too. Nah, Larry's not leaving the house. Worry about. Although I I did see when I uh, when you t- when you tweeted me about Super Chick he he favorited the, the tweet he liked it so yeah we're getting somewhere yeah it's progress <laughs> <laughs> I do have some breaking news here live during the show Uh-oh. uh I opened my briefcase with the keys on Champions ooh and I got the uh, Mister Sacco holy hell he's pretty good uh, he makes you bleed but here's what I did uh, Tubby. That last event, I got the anti-bleed belt, you know, Ooh. and I slapped yeah. that on my uh, Roman Reigns, um, the zombie Roman Reigns. So yeah. anytime I see Mr. Sacco, it's it's murder. I crush him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He unless you have that anti-bleed thing, he's really tough. So uh, congratulations. Yes, indeed. Hey, hey, I have Oscar all the way maxed out. Her talent's like. <laughs> 
her talent's like twenty five thousand one hundred and something, and all her stars yeah. in the field, all her moves and everything, it, it goes up to level two seventy. And like each level, yeah. each yeah, level a lot. at the top is about two million coins. It's like one eight, one nine, two. So uh, yeah, but I got her up there. So max yeah, out. Yeah, once Oscar. you get to five star gold, it's like fifty million coins to go all the way up. And, and by the way, Oscar, when she gets to the uh, five star gold, that little move she does to make the countdown gems. You get two of them each time, and not just one. So really? that's good. And her submission gets another turn added on. So um, yeah, she she's pretty good there. Five stars. What do you think of that, Lance? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell Lance is talking about. I've never <laughs> lost with Oscar. Because once you hit the submission once, it's like it's done. Yeah. And you just keep refilling it, and it's. Because you're making yeah, it might take over, some time. over and over. Yeah, it might take some time, but it's over. So. And I, I, I changed her setup, though, because you could have it being nine-turn submission, um, but I took Bray Wyatt off her as the trainer, so now it's – because six-turn is pretty much all you need, really, six turns. And then I just, like, loaded up her green gem damage, so, like, each green gem is, like, 25K or something. So um, when the board explodes, it hits for several hundred thousand. So that's your WWE Champions update. All right, Tuffy. Super chick. Now, uh, this is on Tubi, if you'd like to play yeah. along at home. Uh, why did you pick Super Chick? Because uh, you wouldn't let me pick Beastmaster. <laughs> that's, that's very good. And I think, once again, I was proven correct in making you take Super Chick over Beastmaster. Well, I went on 2B. I don't, I don't remember what I clicked on, what category it was in. But I saw Super Chick. Yeah. There was one or two others I was looking at, but, you know, this caught my eye. Yeah, 2B has a lot of these movies. To, they're all pretty awesome, so. Yeah, I went to IMDb and checked the parental guide and saw that there was nudity, so I figured, all right, we're good to go. That's another check, yeah, in its favor. And it was only an hour and a half. Although it seemed much longer. Holy hell. Yeah. It uh, It does kind of go, doesn't it? Yeah, this... Now, let's not kid ourselves. This is not a good movie. But there are moments where it's awesome. There are some good lines. And there are some there good are moments. Some good yeah, there are a couple of good lines. <laughs> Last in bed gets no head. That was one. Remember that one? Yeah. That was a beauty. But, uh, so the plot is um, Tara B. True, I think her name is. That is correct. Played by Joyce Gielson. And let me stop you right there, Tuffy, because Joyce Gielson, she's a very attractive uh, blonde lady. <laughs> Uh, quite the body on Joyce Gilson. And uh, I was like, oh, this this lady's foxy. Let me look what she's done on IMDb. The same year Super Chick came out, Tuffy, she was on an episode of Columbo. Any, any old port in a storm starring Donald Pleasance when he murders his brother. And as soon as I saw it on her, on her credits, I'm like, oh, yes, that's her. Because I always knew there was a smoking hot blonde in this episode of Columbo. But that's all I knew. And then, uh, yes, yeah, she played the, the girlfriend of the, the guy who dies. So mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that Columbo tonight in her honor. Just to see that again. So. Yeah. She was also an astrologer for the stars. I did not know that. Look at you doing the uh, research on Joyce Gilson. Because uh, she really wasn't yeah. in that many more movies after this. She was in a few. but uh, so that, Yeah, she was doing the astrology, I guess. Before this, she was in uh, Peyton Place. I guess she had a regular role on Peyton Place, the TV show, when she was a, a younger girl. I think in yeah, 73, she was about 28 years old, maybe. Something like that. But... Um, yeah, she's about 30 in this film, I think. Yeah, looking good, though. Still getting it done. 
Yeah. And uh, let, me, let me say this, Tuffy, about the – I think what we should do from now on, a new thing for these movies, is each movie has to have someone in it who is also in an episode of Columbo. What do you think? I think I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I think that'll be a nice tie-in for the show. <laughs> not too far on the road. We're just going to be watching Columbo. I hope so. From your lips to God's ears. Yeah. Uh, was there anyone else famous in the... Oh, well, there are a couple other famous people in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite ladies ever. Uh, Ushi Digard. Ushi Digard. She plays Mayday. Now, you're probably not familiar with that name, Tubby. But uh, during no. one of my scholarly pursuits, I discover her. And, uh, yeah, she's something. Holy hell. She, uh, I guess that Russ Meyer fella loved her. And he put her in a bunch of stuff. And uh, but okay. she's a very well endowed lady, and uh, she's amazing. Big fan of Ushi Digard. Did Did you like Ushi? Yeah. Yeah, she was something. And then, uh, well, there's also a scene where one of uh, Tara's boyfriends, the beach bum guy, I forget his name, Johnny or whatever. Uh, uh, he's also like a he's like a gigolo for older ladies, and uh, he's with an older lady there. Uh, that's Johnny. Older. He's not the beach bum though. He's the Miami guy, not the California guy. But I thought the California guy was the musician. Like the the bad yeah. guys referred to Johnny as a beach bum when they had him on the. Oh, show. okay, yeah. Uh, but either way, but he's also uh, he sleeps with quote unquote older women, and uh, yeah. when we first see him, he's just getting off of a. Uh, a really chesty lady who uh, quite the body on her as well. That is Candy Samples, a famous porn star. I had no idea. but uh, and, and she's an older lady. She was 45. So she was younger than I am. Yeah. And Johnny apparently was uh, on the television show Gunslinger. Take your word for it. Look up his IMDb page. Um. But, uh, he was a voice actor in Spider Girl, I think it says. Oh. Spider Woman TV series. Um, also in this movie, John Carradine, David Carradine's father. Oh. Oh, did he play that he creepy played, guy in the castle? Yeah, Igor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically this uh, movie is a bunch of different guys try to either uh, rape her or uh, trick her into having sex. Oh, that seems like yeah, Grizzly Adams is in this movie. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was the biker who tried to rape her. Oh, that's right. These three bikers see Super Chick walking down the street, and uh, her her typical costume is like a black leather zip-up top and black shorts, little short pants and stockings and boots, and she's walking down the street, and these three bikers walk up, and the first two are like chatting like uh, in biker code or something about mama needs to eat or something like that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And, and then the, the third guy says, why don't we knock off the biker talk? Let's just gangbanger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it should come as no surprise that this movie was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay in 1973. So congratulations for it. <laughs> Great work. Yeah, super chick. So, uh, all right, Tuffy, now we've set the stage. Uh, why don't you tell the kids, uh, give us the, the plot summary here. Uh, Tara B. True is a 
uh, flight attendant, enjoys her jet-set lifestyle, living different lives as she flies across the continent, really just in New York, Miami, and Los Angeles, where she has a guy in each town. Uh, Her New York guy is like an Orson Welles type. Yeah. um, But they don't have any sex. He's a brain doctor who hates germs. So they don't really talk or or they don't touch. Uh, They shake hands, though, the one time, so that was weird. But they don't kiss or have sex. they eat dinner naked in a tub together. Yes. But that was weird. And uh, but, uh, go to the opera. Then, then they get into, they have the camera follow up their clothes up the stairs. It's one of them scenes. And you can hear her yeah. talking all sexy. You're like, oh, I'm close, I'm close, and all that other stuff. And here we get to the, the bedroom. Oh, they're playing blackjack. Oh, no. With very large playing cards. Those rascals. They tricked us. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so that's yeah. the New York guy. Yeah, hit me, hit me again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, uh, then she goes to Miami, where she has her uh, her man Johnny, the beach bum. Johnny. Yeah. Who yeah, is like an that. extra from uh, Goodfellas, basically? <laughs> yeah, he's like a a bag man for the mob. It seems like he he makes a uh, yeah runs for the mob or something. And again, I was very excited. Second week in a row, or I think second week in a row, maybe there was a week in between, more water skiing scenes. Yes, that's right. I made that note. Because when we first <laughs> see Johnny and, uh, and Tara, they're, they're water skiing. And I was like, wow, this is Tuffy's perfect woman. She's out there water skiing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so her and Johnny have an active lifestyle. They go play tennis at one point. Yeah, uh, she beats him in tennis. She's uh, yeah. awesome in water skiing, and she dances all night until he gets exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is, I think, when they get back and he's exhausted, and she says the line, last in bed gets no head. That's right. He powers through that, Johnny. He does his best, you know? Yeah. Even though he's tired, yeah. he still powers through but the closest thing this has to a plot is that uh, Johnny owes some money to some mobsters, I guess. Yeah. I was they like, all right. Him, so when that scene happens, when we learn that, I'm like, oh, so this movie's going to have a plot. How about that? But yeah. not really. Um, <laughs> no, it has that bit of plotting for about two minutes, and then that goes away for the next, I don't know, hour? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Johnny owes these mob guys some money, so they tell him, you can help us out uh, by having her carry something on a plane for us. Yeah, technically there's a plot, but it only exists in like three-minute blocks three times throughout the movie. <laughs> and yeah. in, in yeah. between, there's 40 yeah. minutes and nothing. Now, importantly, when she's on the uh, airplane serving as the flight attendant, she dresses very conservatively, hiding her uh, figure and wearing a dark-haired wig. Yeah. Yeah, short, dark-haired wig, very mousy, and she gives some narration at one point. She says, I couldn't wear my uniform form-fitting uh, because of my shape. Uh, the one time I did, even the autopilot hit on me. That's a Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, so after she leaves Miami, uh, while she's on the flight, there's a uh, person in a Marine uniform on there. And... Uh, she decides that it is her duty as an American to apparently have sex with that guy on the airplane. Well, because he tells her that he's on his way home, 
And uh, it, there's a running gag where everyone calls him soldier, and he's like, no, I'm a Marine, ma'am, I'm a Marine. But uh, he, he's been away for two years. He hasn't touched the lady in two years, and he's on yeah. his way home. And she's like, you've been yeah, saving lo- yourself for two years? So Yeah. And the line here is, I was never a super patriot, but there comes a time when you have to lie down and be counted. <laughs> or stand up and be counted, because uh, they make this sweet, sweet love in the bathroom, standing up against the wall. And, uh, yeah. But before they do that, she goes and changes into her super chick persona. So she's got the yeah. long, flowing blonde hair. Uh, I all, It seems weird that uh, all that hair could fit under that little brown wig. I thought maybe she actually had brown hair, and then that was a wig, because she has a lot of blonde hair. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So she takes Johnny over to the, uh, or not Johnny, but this soldier, this Marine. He's a Marine. A Marine. Uh, she takes him in the bathroom, and, uh, and they, go, they go to town. Um, yeah. This is when the mobster guy figures out that uh, Tara B. True is the one in the, the brown wig. Yeah, because he happens to be on the plane, and he, he sees her in the brown wig at first, and then he can't find her on the plane. and uh, But then he, because he, he sees that Tara uh, was with Johnny, and he knows she's a blonde. So he's like, where's the blonde at? And then, he yeah, he pieces it all together then, and he realizes yeah. the truth. Uh, so then she lands in California, meets up with Davey, and he takes her to her uh, karate class. <laughs> now, Davey, is he, he's the musician? Yeah. Because at some point, she meet, she she goes somewhere with a black fella, and he just takes yeah, her to, so, like, uh, a That's porn Davey's set. friend, because Davey's okay. busy oh, at the studio the during the day. So first, he drops her off at karate class, where she beats up the uh, Japanese fella who's visiting the dojo, I guess. Yeah, the Japanese, he's like the grandmaster or whatever, and he's like, you're, he's speaking in Japanese, but the other guy translates it, and he's like, he says, all you, my students are in very good shape, and he's like blushing because, uh, you know, Joyce Gilson is stacked. Yeah. Karate yeah. So, yeah, then she goes back to her hotel and meets up with the uh, the black fella, Davy's friend, because he's going to, you know, take her out while Davy's busy working in the studio, and he takes okay. her to a pornography set. Where your lady friend is uh, being whipped. Ushi, Ushi Dygard, and she plays Mayday here. Yeah, she's uh, chained up against the wall naked, and she's getting whipped across the back. Uh, they're filming a movie here. And, uh, yeah, she is spectacular. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, she's also a lady's lady. She likes the ladies. You know, she doesn't like the fellows. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's smitten with a super chick. But, um, yeah. Then they go out Tell to super a party. If they're ever interested in getting into the industry, let me know. Yeah, because she says, if you want to get into show business, you got to show your business. Yeah. So, yeah, then they go to a uh, a pot party. Everybody's smoking pot. Yeah. And, and, and her, uh, the, uh, her and that fella, they go into the closet, and they're smoking the pot and talking about their deep feelings and all that other stuff. Mysteries of the universe. Yeah. And, stuff. So, uh, and the party. But that mob guy's at the party, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he leaves, though, because um, there is a prolonged scene of the two two police officers who were not introduced to trying to find this party. Yeah. And on their way they up, they run the into the mob point. guy and Ushi Dygard and another blonde that, because uh, cause the, the mob guy was hitting on the blonde, but Ushi liked her. So she goes, oh, I might go over there. And, and the fella who was up, he goes, I think she's taken. She says, oh, I can make it a three-way. That is she. So, uh, 
Yeah. And the cops find the party, yeah. Tuffy. So yeah, the cops show up to the party, and uh, the uh, the younger cop says, "Isn't this a legal search and seizure and legal entry without a warrant?" And the old man says, "You watch too much television." Exactly. Tells everybody to get against the wall, which I feel like there's not enough wall space for the number of people that are at this party. Yeah. But super chick. But so yeah, she Tara. The cops, and she's smart though. What does she do, Tuffy? Well, she goes. She always carries her little uh, bag that has her either her flight attendant costume or her other costumes in it. So she goes and changes into the flight attendant costume and tells them, I just came down here because uh, – she had to use the bathroom, her, her bathroom. Yeah, she had to use the bathroom. Yeah. So she wasn't here for the pot party. She just got lost. Didn't even know they were smoking pot. Yeah. And because she's a brunette, so, the mousy brunette, they believe her. You know. So. Yeah. Because she's not wearing a uh, tight form-fitting outfit. Yeah. So she leaves the party, uh, goes out into the woods, and changes her clothes again. Yeah, it seems weird that she would change her clothes in the woods. But all right, yeah. Oh, first there's the guy um, who uh, exposes himself to her. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. And she, what does she say? Like, oh, that's a shame that you're so small. Yeah. Yeah, she just mocks um, his small penis, I guess. Yeah. Probably what the Mexico girl did to the head. You know? Yeah, she said, not very much, is it? So then she goes in the wood and changes her clothes again. But uh, so at the party, she changed out of like this green uh, dress skirt thing to put her flight attendant costume on. But then when she leaves, she changes back into her black little jumpsuit thing again, which I thought was weird that she would change into different clothes. To be to be fair, she has a very large purse. So she's a lot yeah. Of clothes in there. Yeah. So this is when uh, Grizzly Adams and the other bikers are apparently just sitting in the woods waiting to see someone they can rape. To gangbang. Yeah. To gangbang. But uh, Tara B. True shows off her karate skills here and mops the floor with them, steals one of their, steals one of their motorcycles. Yeah, don't fuck with Super Chick. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Then uh then she goes to meet Davy at the studio and he's got uh he's got some writer's block. Can't put a new song yeah. together. So the best way to get rid of writer's block is to bang super chick repeatedly. And uh Well first they go out to a club. They start making out and that's when he says he figured out how to solve his writer's block, which is have sex with her on top of a piano. Sounds like a wonderful Because they are the instrument. Yeah. They are the instrument. Music is just them banging on top of piano strings. Sex on a piano? Give me something I can use. That's not right. Yeah. So then she goes uh, back to New York. I think they go to the opera or something. Yeah, that smart guy. The Orson Welles guy. Yeah. And then she goes back to Miami. This is where apparently Johnny has agreed to help. This is where uh, they go to the beach. They go water skiing and they go to swim in from the be- from uh, out in the ocean up to the beach. 
and apparently she lost her pajama, her swimsuit bottoms when they yeah, were water skiing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she asked Johnny to help her find it. It's in the ocean. I don't think you're going to find her in the ocean. But, yeah, uh, I think that one's gone. I'm pretty much out of luck but he, there. But he goes in and he finds them. Uh, but they're, yeah. uh, uh, I think he refers to the ocean as the world's largest waterbed. I think he said. So. He does. Yeah, so she runs around a little bit. You see her backside with no yeah. bottom. It's a very nice backside. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. And I think her and Johnny make the sweet love in the water. Yep, probably. That Johnny. Uh, oh, yeah, this, and then she goes back to California. She's just out sightseeing, I guess. She saw, didn't she see like an ad in the paper for new experiences or something? Like I, yeah, I think that's right. I want to have a new experience. So she shows up at the house of David Carradine's (laughs) old man. And uh, this guy's real creepy. He he describes himself as a handsome actor or something, but he's like, you know, in his seventies. He's like, oh, well, you know, I, I was a little younger, I guess, in the old days, but uh, I'm still attractive. No. And she's like, no. She's like, the only adventure I could have with you is you would be the oldest guy I ever did it with. And I, that doesn't even sound that appealing to me. I'll be honest. That really doesn't sound that good. And he's like, oh, well, how about you just come in and uh, we'll have some tea? And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> she goes in the house and he locks the door behind her. And then the whole house is just like a sex dungeon. There's another good line here where she says, what would your mother say? And he says, my ma, let's ask her. Yeah. Hey, ma, we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> and here's mom say. Kind of like the Yet on the uh, doing the uh, stewardess's voice on the uh, yeah. She's like, oh, have some have fun or something like that. She's like, oh, have fun. Yeah. So, but she eventually like tricks him and she like handcuffs him to the wall, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he's a weirdo. He's like, oh, beat me, hit me, beat me, whip me, or whatever. And uh, she's like, I'm out of here. So, yeah, I think she uses her karate skills to beat him up again and handcuffs him up. But he's into it, like you say. Who wouldn't it be? Super chick. Cracking yeah. you in the face. Yeah, good times. So, uh, yeah, I think then she goes to Davies' concert, which, again, the plot, the only thing that is really a plot, she went back to Miami, and it didn't pick up again from there. She has to take another round before the plot comes back through again. Yeah, it's... Uh... Not well plotted, let's put it that way. But uh No. So she goes to Davies concert, I think. Um maybe they bang on some more instruments or something, I think. Probably. Yeah. So then finally she goes back to Miami. Uh and so the mob guys know that there's another mob guy who always delivers money. And he has bodyguards in the airport, but once he gets on the airplane, he's on his own. And if it's one bodyguard, uh, you know, was it 500,000? Two bodyguards, at least a million. And he shows up this time, three bodyguards. So uh, they get Johnny to tell Tara that he's supposed to bring a present for his aunt to California, I think. Yeah, I think he said like seashells or something, right? Yeah, and it's actually uh, guns for the 
mob, mob guys to sneak on the plane to rob that guy, to hijack the plane, actually. Yeah, because they don't, they don't check the stewardess is what they bring on, but everyone else who comes on, there's a metal detector, like an x-ray machine. Yeah. Um, airport security. Yeah, which I guess must have been a new thing in the early 70s. Yeah. Pretty high tech. Because it's just a big box that they put the uh, bags into and press a yeah. button. Because the one mob guy has uh, like shaving cream in his bag. That I think it, I think it was off. hairspray. I think it was hairspray. Because this guy had like the worst uh, toupee you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they get on the plane, and uh, Super Chick uh, beats them all up. Because uh, yeah. She's well, she sets the package down in the back by her bag like she always does. Mob guys go and get out the guns. Uh, well, first, one of the mob guys won like a bottle of wine for guessing the number of miles they were going to fly. <laughs> well, the, the number of miles they would fly when they were directly over like Evansville, Texas yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then she uses her karate to to foil the mob guys, but her uh, her wig comes off and her top gets ripped open. Yes, thank God. So now they know she's 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 actually a beautiful woman under there. I got to be honest, I liked her with the brown wig. I thought she looked really good with the brown wig. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. But then uh, um, she's getting interviewed by the news people afterwards, sitting on a luggage cart, and uh, the news guy knocks her on her ass there. Well, before that, before that, when she's uh, getting interviewed, um, her top just flies open again, <laughs> and her boobs come out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, oh, sorry, I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do get a close-up shot of that. And then, uh, yeah, the, the TV guy, he was talking to the camera, and he was mad. Someone was standing on his microphone cord, and he's like, get off the cord, and he pulled the cord real hard, and here she was standing on it, and she fell and broke her leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because she was on the news, all her boyfriends all across the country heard about her. And they're like, what? i got to go see if she's okay. So they all show yeah. up at the hospital when she's in there with her, her broken leg. And uh, Well, the and news guy's in there, too, with her at this point. Yeah, because he feels bad he broke her leg. Yeah. So he, br- he brings her, like, chocolate or something, and or flowers or whatever. And uh, he says he wants to interview her, like, properly since, you know, that first interview wasn't so good. But then the, the all the boyfriends show up. Show up one at a time, and uh, yeah. And then, wh- wh- how does she? Uh, how does she talk her way out of this, Tuffy? Uh, I think she tells them like basically. Oh. Uh, none of you individually are enough. So if the three of you can't handle the fact that I'm banging the other two, well then you're all out of luck, and I'll find some new guys. Yeah. Except more elegant like- than that. But they're like, oh, all right, super chick, and all three of them just jump on her, like to have the sex with her in the yeah. hospital bed. Broken leg and all. But uh, um, before that, though, she used some Ed logic, and because they were all mad, like you were cheating on me with him, and she's like, no, I was very loyal. <laughs> yeah. When I was in yeah. Miami, when I, I only slept York. with you. Yeah. When I was in New York, I only slept with you. Yeah. So that's all you can ask for, right? Yeah. I feel like in the '70s that would work. Yeah. What the hell? Johnny was banging candy samples, too. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny was a big blow. He wasn't there. Yeah. Banging old ladies for money. Yeah. 45-year-olds. Those old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. But uh, anyway, um, so there it is, Super Chick. That's how it ends. That's that's it. Um, yeah. 
Now, like, the, the main music for this sounded like every 70s TV show theme song to me. But yeah. Like, that might just... There's this, there's this scene in early on where they're driving down in the car, like, on the road, I guess. Uh, I, I can't remember who she was with at this point. But um, it, it sounded very similar to, like, the Mary Tyler Moore show kind of music you would hear. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm the thinking. Background. Yeah. yeah uh, so it's, I would it's, say... I, it's weird. It's... uh. Yeah. It, visually, visually, it looks a lot like uh, the the Love Witch. Remember how they set that movie? Like they made, they filmed it like it's in the late sixties, yeah. early seventies. I feel like this was the kind of movie the Love Witch was trying to pay yeah. homage to. I agree. Um, l- listen, uh, Joyce Gilson is great. Uh, yeah. Visually, uh, she's great. Acting wise, eh, not so much. But who cares? Yeah. Well, well there's a reason this was like the end of her IMDb credits, probably. Yeah, well, she was in Colombo the same year, um, but uh, yeah, she's great. Uh, we get to see Yushi, Yushi Dygard, which is spectacular. Um, yeah, Candy Samples, we got to see her. Uh, Super Chick, how many times do you think Super Chick got uh, naked in this movie? Um, it probably is not as many as you. Uh, Maybe like three times. No, definitely. Um... I don't know if you see anything when she's in New York the first time. You Maybe see like half a nipple. Back. Half a nipple. Yeah. Definitely when she's down with Johnny, I feel like, is her most naked. Yeah, probably. And then when she's getting um, the TV interview, her shirt pops open, and we see her bare body. Yeah, it's only, you know, three or four glimpses, I would say. It's not like any yeah. prolonged nudity from her. Yeah, Ushi's walking around naked for a good 15, 20 seconds. So. Yeah, and then the older lady Johnny was with. That's uh... Yeah, they, they, she has the sex with him. And then when he gets up, he says, I hate to ball and run, but I got to go yeah. pick someone up at the airport. <laughs> and and uh, she's going to get dressed, and, and she's going to put her underpants on, and she says, hey, turn around. You just had sex. What? Turn around. Yeah. I don't want you to see I don't... No, no, you just paid this guy to have sex with you. She, apparently he was a dental hygienist back in the uh <laughs> so there you go super chick uh yeah the 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 movie it's not good you know but uh it has a nice look to it uh yeah. super chick and uh, ushi diegard are, are good, very but i think hot. it's enjoyable it's like a 6 yeah i was going to go 6 as well because last week we gave the room a 5 at least i gave the room a 5 and i was like i would watch this a million times before i'd ever watch the room again uh, yeah, I would watch Super Chick, yeah. Definitely over the room. Just for the Yushi Dygard scene alone. So, uh, of course, the room, I didn't see the nude scene, so maybe that would change things, but... I don't think so. Because, I mean... I don't think Lisa's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yushi Dygard, Lisa, Yushi Dygard. Yeah, I want to get Yushi on this one. But, yeah. Uh, I, I hope everyone out there will do some their own scholarly pursuits about Yushi Dygard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Super Chick. And then when Super or, Chick was uh, over, I think the next movie they recommended was something like uh, Beach Bikini uh, Race or something yeah. like that. Bikini Race. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah, Tubi's a gold mine for a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, Tubi's got plenty if you go looking. Uh, I mean, um, it doesn't have Beachmaster, well, but. I did prepare two uh, conspiracy segments, but uh, we're almost out of time, so I don't yeah. think we can really do them. 
and the one has audio clips, and I don't even know if we can play audio clips. Um, yeah. Probably could. But, uh, we can those for, I mean, we had to hear yeah. the, the Dallas story, so. Yeah, I'll keep them up in the holster. We'll uh, do them maybe next week. But I, I think uh, Pat Piccarelli, he should be coming here next week. Uh, we're we're going to talk Doc Savage. And uh, also, he, he uh, has some news about a new radio show he's doing. So that's something. Yeah. Oh. And uh, hey, Pat Pat also had the COVIDs. He had the COVIDs. Ooh. He he was double vaccinated and everything, and still got the COVIDs. So. Yeah. But uh, he's doing fine though. He pulled through like a champ. Uh, no problems. Uh, what else, Tuffy? Uh. The Bears lost because the refs cheated. Now, here's the thing. Um, that, that guy got uh, flagged for taunting. Mm-hmm. But the, the weird thing was it didn't look like the ref was going to throw a flag until the ref backed his ass up into him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I but, think they headed out for the first. By the letter of the law, he did taunt. He, he stared at the other team's well. sideline and did a little pose. That is taunting, you know. You can't do that. So. Well, you also can't uh, – they also called the penalty on the Bears for a low block outside the tight end box when he was yeah. clearly inside the tight end box that yeah. pulled back a Bears touchdown. You think they could They didn't that. call yeah. a hit to the helmet on Justin Fields. They, they didn't, didn't call, call a roughing the passer against Justin Fields. So, yeah. All in all, I mean, it's not like it matters. The Bears are not making the playoffs anyways. <laughs> But that's I a understand that. Like, had they won that game, they'd still be in the thick of it, you know? But yeah, they would be game. like four and five or something. But also, next week, Justin Fields is going to get sacked like 18 times and throw for 30 yards. So, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know who they play. The that's just... So, they could... Uh... Yeah. And the Packers they... are going to win that division by yeah. a lot. The I guess we play, play the, the Lions. Ravens. The Steelers play the Lions. Yeah, I think the Bears are off this week. And everyone's in Pittsburgh, everyone is very worried because throughout Mike Tomlin's career, whenever they have a home game against a terrible team, they tend to lose it. Yeah. So everyone's well, very Bears. worried about this. So they bust the curtain <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, but I think the Lions, yeesh, we'll see. Yeah, and I'm uh, think, I don't know if Steelers are making the playoffs either. They could be 6-3 and three in a hurry if they beat the Lions, so... I guess the Ravens losing losing help. Yeah, their division's very uh, cramped up there now because of the Ravens losing, and Cincinnati kind of went to dive. Yeah, they got killed by Cleveland, I think, right? I think so, and they got smoked by uh, some terrible team too the week before. The Jets, didn't the Jets? Like yeah, them? yeah, that sounds right. Mike White tore him up. So, uh, all but, right, uh, uh, what else? That's pretty Any much all I got. Movies? So, uh, nothing else. Uh, no, I got the Bulls game on right now. They're playing the Warriors. They're losing. No basketball shows. Blackhawks won tonight. It's like their second win of the season or something. Did they allow any of their teammates to be raped? I don't think so. I don't think anyone got raped this week. That's a start. Uh, How about the NHL saying, uh, because, you know, because they didn't report that guy, he ended up sexually assaulting a, a teenager. And that teenager's yeah. mom uh, came out and, and uh, 
someone said, hey, why doesn't the NHO offer uh, to at least give that guy some counseling, you know, pay for his treatment? And the NHL said, nah, we're not going to do that. Um, yeah, now, that sounds like that, the NHL, that's, I know. That's a legal thing, right? Tuffy is a lawyer, because if they do that, then they're admitting guilt, right? Um, I mean, maybe, but it's like, it seems like the decent thing to do. Yes, it absolutely does. Gary Bettman should be fired from the, the way they handled all this. He should be not around anymore. It was pretty ridiculous how they handled this. Um, yeah. So, um, Are we picking a movie uh, for next week with Pat coming, or... Uh... Yeah, because Pat, Pat will be on the first hour, and then uh, okay. something that's not going to Is your yet. pick or Jenk's pick? I guess that would be Your my pick, pick, I guess, because Jenk picked the room. I would like, if we could find Doc Savage, the movie to watch. Um, it's supposedly a terrible movie Ooh. from 1975, but uh, I don't I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So. Um, Doc Savage, the man of bronze? Yep. Yeah. It's supposed to be a very bad movie. That's uh I don't know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, I mean, we could go back okay. to Sedaris, but uh, we might. Beastmaster is still there if you want. Yeah. Beastmaster is still there. Um, hey, Tuffy, uh, something else about my teeth. Uh, so um, before I, I – when I went to that consultation, they said, all right, we'll bring you in November 12th. And bef- the week before, we'll probably put you on antibiotics, and then the week after, we'll put you on antibiotics. So they never called me about antibiotics. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe they called it into the pharmacy, and uh, I just called, and they said, no, we never got anything wrong. I'm like, oh, all right. I guess they didn't think I have to take it. So I go in there, and I get my teeth ripped out. And then as uh, you know, as we're saying our goodbyes and everything, I'm like, hey, uh, should I be on antibiotics uh, for the next week or something? And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess we could put you on antibiotics if you want. <laughs> I'm like, well. Uh, not exactly the response I was hoping for. I was hoping for something more definitive, but all right. Oh, uh, yeah. You're the doctor. All right. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll call that in. What's your pharmacy? And I told him the pharmacy. He's like, yeah, I'll call that in for you. So I'm like, all right. So, and now the dentist is only like two minutes from my house. So I'm like, well, I'll just go home for a bit, you know, give him a chance to call it in. And then, uh, so I wait about three hours and it's about one thirty or something. I'm like, all right, I'll go uh, drive off to the pharmacy now pick it up and I'm like, Hey, uh, got a prescription here for Dell. And they're like, oh, yeah, let me go. Uh, no, no prescriptions. I'm like, wait, didn't they call it? And they're like, no, they never called it. In. I'm like, huh, that's a kick in the balls. So, uh, I drive all the way back home and then I check the, uh, this, the, uh, dentist hours. They closed at noon and they're not there all weekend. So, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> now how do you feel about this stuff? You like, what's the next must not be that here? important. Yeah, like what? Like, I mean, I guess. Um, do I rinse your mouth on Monday? Do I call them on Monday and say, "Hey, yeah, should I still have antibiotics, or should I just forget about it?" Uh, I mean, they didn't sound too worried about it in the first place. Besides, which you're not eating. I feel like the food you eat, nothing's growing on that, anyways. That's the one good thing. At least the tofu is soft, you know, so I can eat the tofu. I didn't eat yeah. today, but I'll probably, I guess I'll eat tomorrow. And I, uh, <clears throat> but I do enjoy myself some, uh, they said not to eat any chips or pretzels or anything for like a week. That's like half my yeah. diet. Veggie chips and wheat-free, gluten-free, yeast-free pretzels. So, uh, what? I don't know. They also said not to drink anything carbonated. And I drink fancy water all day, every day. 
Yeah, you have to go to the regular water, I guess. Man, I'm not a fan of this at all. I gotta tell you. Regular water and no chips. Yeah, I'm not laughing. Roughly. I'll maybe give it the weekend. And uh Yeah. We'll see. So I'm gonna go make a, a protein shake out here after the show. That'll be my meal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Aren't most of your pills in pill form at this point anyways? <laughs> I wish. That would be so great. If someone said, hey, you take this pill, you never have to eat again, sign me up. That would be That's that would be insane. Awesome. So, not a fan of the food. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, yeah, I haven't really watched anything. Um, yeah. uh, Champions is a piece of shit again. Why? Uh, they doubled oh, the cost yeah. on all the prize wall stuff. Yeah, that was all the point stuff at least. That was real dickish of them. Yeah. But I don't think you're getting any more T-shirts to trade in. Yeah, it seems like the T-shirts are so uh, rare this time around. Because it used to be 500 training points for like uh, I think it was 600 or 500, and then they bumped it up to 900. I was like, what? The yeah. Hell? Yeah. But you got Mr. Socko there. I know. Just what like this week I was just thinking like, ah, maybe I'm getting kinda of sick of this. I could take a break and then bam, <laughs> Socko. They got me. I'm back in. <laughs> Dude, I have so many guys now. Like whenever there's a new person out, I hope I don't get them. But like when I open those bags, yeah, I'm like I, I don't have, I have too many to people. Yeah. Like I just got Drew McIntyre and uh I, I still want to work on Walter. And I have that King Seamus. Um, yeah. I just, have to, I just got the, uh, the showboat Slick Rick not that long ago. I was, wow, I'm surprised you never had him. I thought he was pretty common. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I got a lot of people to level up. And, like, last month I went all out, spending every coin, every training point, maxing everything out in, like, Best Phoenix, I got up to five-star silver, but that's the only person who really made any progress. I have her five-star bronze. I'm working on her to five-star silver because there's that tour on the road tour where you need a powerhouse. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, that was nice to get past that, but then the next node, you need, like, the uh, Legends era or Classic Ooh. era, whichever one obviously a Giants in. I have a five-star silver Bruno San Martino, so I'm, I'm set. Yeah, that'll do it for you. Yeah. But, um, all right, Tuffy. Well, I think we're going to run out of time here. I don't know if we're going to hit it. I can never tell by my clock. But, I think we uh, got about two fun. minutes. Got to thank the Ed and the Magnificent Seven. Thank God for the Ed. Yeah, that's quite the story. Although he, we did lose two conspiracy segments because of the Ed what, took two hours talking about his cigars. Yeah. Those on the shelf. We're not going to run out of weeks with nothing to talk about. <laughs> so... All right, thanks, Tuffy. Uh, Jank should be back next week. I hope he's having fun with his buddy Pete and uh, everybody up there in uh, Washington. Maybe Larry at some point. Never know. Yeah, probably not Larry. But uh, until then, remember, last in bed gets no head. 